0: Oh, oops, okay. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. This is the weekend of the big game. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sidney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. SIDKID80.
0: You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at going McGee on the IG.
1: Make sure you download the Sports On Chicago app. Make sure you down you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you download the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports. We're at War on Anger. We're available on all podcast platforms. And make sure you follow War Media at war Media. We are available on all on uh, all social media platforms as well as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Look and let's kick out this big game weekend edition of Second City Sports by bringing on a good friend of the show. He's a former NFL office alignment, a Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers back in the 80s. And he's a college football analyst with CBS Sports Network. He's the one, the only our Hall of Famer, Mr. Randy Cross. Sir, welcome Yay. back to the show. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm fantastic. Thank you. How bad can I be? I mean, it's still football season. And uh all right, it's going to be fun to watch a game in L.A. where it's going to be almost 90
1: degrees
2: in February.
1: Yeah, who would have thunk <laughs> it? <laughs> Great. Before we preview the big game, um, Mr. Cross, I want to uh, review uh, the playoffs with you so far. Minus wildcard weekend, these last two uh, weeks... Of uh, the playoffs have been some of the best football that, that that I've seen in playoff football that I've seen in recent memory. Of course, you had the uh, AFC and, and NFC championship games coming down to the last plays of the game. Of course, divisional playoff weekend. yet uh, except for Kansas City, you had three of the four road teams winning. Uh, give us your grade of the, of the of the games that we witnessed throughout the playoffs.
2: Well, I, I think the divisional weekend was just the the best pure weekend of playoff football we've ever seen um and you know i guess that can cover up to 20 years for most really far sighted um, football fans <laughs> but i go back a little further than that i I'm, I'm not sure i've ever i can remember a f- weekend where there weren't blowouts i mean that mm-hmm. and that's including you can go back to wild card weekend there weren't any, there weren't any real boat races Um, I thought there might be, but then that divisional weekend, those, those four games were so pure and so good. Um, I don't know. It, it made for not a disappointing championship weekend because those games didn't disappoint at all, Mm -hmm. but you wanted to have more. I mean, I said, let's get four more this weekend too.
0: Well, Randy, I think you could speak from experience too. I think like all but one of the Bengals, you know, have Super Bowl experience. I've been to a Super Bowl. And I think at least some of the Rams, you know, from a couple of years back when they faced the Patriots, lost to them. Now you went to three of these, Randy. So uh what are the what you know from your experience, what were the nerves? You know, was it more nerve-wracking the first time as it was the last time you went?
2: Um time like now. The the weirdest thing about Super Bowl. Was you know we all three times I played we had two weeks, so there was a week off before and you game plan. Then you got to the city by Friday. I was pumped, ready to go. Just turned me loose, and you sit in your room going, "Okay, now what?"
1: You know I can't <laughs> play for can't play for another
2: two days. So you almost had to like decompress yourself, and then get back up again you know, come late Saturday and Sunday. But probably the most underappreciated thing about Super Bowls is the pregame and halftime routines that are so drastically changed and just with very, very little regard by a business that supposedly is in the football business of the routines and what's needed for, to, to do something effectively. I mean, there's so much wasted time from a football standpoint. In those pregame and halftimes, that it's something you really need to be told about. And you almost have to practice that. Because the first time you do it, man, it's terrible. It is so disconcerting. It's ridiculous.
1: And speaking of preparation, Randy, I wanted to ask you this because for a while, I believe about 15, 20 years ago, the Super Bowl was played the following week of the championship games. Of course, now they're back to uh, the the uh, the week in between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. I wanted to ask you how stressful was it following the championship games when you won uh, all the ticket requests had to be taken care of and <laughs> all the traveling? How stressful was that? Because I know you had it. I'm assuming you had everybody in your family and people you didn't know, if you know what I mean, asking you for tickets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tickets, friends,
2: unknown relatives. Exactly. You know, fifth, fifth cousins.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right.
2: You know, a little known, it's become kind of trivia at this point. Uh, after, you know, Tampa was touted as the first home team and L.A. was touted this year as the second home team. I got some bad news for you. This was done in January of eighty uh, 95, 85. We played the Miami Dolphins in Super Bowl 19 in a stadium that was literally like 4 miles from our practice facility and was like twice as close as Candlestick was. We played at Stanford. And for some idiotic reason, that's not considered a home Super Bowl. But I can tell you from experience, I don't wish that experience on anybody. It's <laughs> it's 10 <laughs> times worse than a normal Super Bowl. It really was cuz then you, you factor in neighbors and acquaintances and business people. and I mean, it, it can be absolutely berserk playing in a home Super Bowl. So Tampa pulled it off. I'll be curious to see if LA can make that happen this year.
0: Do you think that's an advantage for the Rams? I mean, you know, so far, no. I know there's going to be a lot of corporate people there. There might be some Bengals fans. You know, they travel pretty well. So what do you think? Do you think that's a home field advantage for the Rams?
2: Not at all. Not even close. Um, they're home fans. There'll be some. Um, they, they won't have as many Ram fans as as they had at the NFC Championship game because half that stadium was Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, it's it's crazy. The first time I played in it, a Super Bowl, it was in Detroit, so it was indoors, and it was it was different because it was snowy and terrible weather. Um, probably half the stadium was there three hours before the game. And I, I was so surprised. There were people in coats and ties, and dresses, and you know they're dressed like they're going to an event. And Super <laughs> Bowl is an event, but you miss the jerseys and the face painting and all that stuff because you know the Super Bowl you have to deal with the fact it's it's about the casual fan. It's not about the hardcore fan, and that's definitely the case. This week in, in, in L.A. And when you look around the cow- crowd when it's on TV Sunday, just check it out. If they give you a chance to look at the crowd, because NBC is notorious for sort of blinders like this, where you can't hardly even see the stands.
1: <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> Three-time Super Bowl champion in Football analyst for CBS Sports Network's on Randy Cross is joining us here on Second City Sports on the hashtag Football Friday. We're live and in living color. silicon here with you. Randy, let's start previewing the big game between the Rams and the Bengals. I'll start with the Rams defense, Aaron Donald. I said this guy is, is a man child. He's been in the league six or seven years uh, i've been watching him very closely this year and the, s- the things that he does i think he's this generation's Warren. Said, only he's more athletic he has more speed but the st- the stuff that he does to office alignment it's not fair i want to take you back to your playing days and your fellow office alignment with the 49ers what would you do what would be your game plan against aaron dog would you double team him it's so how much would you double team because this guy, wherever you throw in his way, he seems to just shove it out the way. It's not even fair. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't, I don't, it sounds crazy, but I don't think you can afford to double team him, which sounds nuts, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: who, who are you going to look at the other three guys? They all get single blocking and that's going to solve your problems. <laughs> no, I, I would say the teams that deal with the Rams most effectively, are the teams that are successful running the ball against them. It's how the Niners beat them the first time they played. Um, it's how the Niners didn't beat them the second time they played in the championship game. Um, the Niners had one rushing touchdown, a rushing first down. They had more rushing first downs by penalty, too, than they had rushing. They had no chance. You, you don't beat a team like this that's got a basically the defensive line version of a, a pack of hunting dogs um, going after your quarterback by being passive and backing up and pass blocking, you you beat them by being being very very aggressive and run blocking. And I think you single block Aaron Donald. That's a it's a hell of a chance to take, but I think it's numbers are the numbers. I don't think you can afford to double
0: them. Now, Randy, you play O line. Now about the Bengals O line, you know they gave up that nine sacks, you know on Joe Burrow, you know against the Titans. They got they've had two weeks of kind of time things up. can they try to block Aaron Dunn or maybe Leonard you know, Floyd or Von Miller? It, it, I know it's a tough task, but can they at <laughs> least can they at least keep Joe Burrow upright? I guess that's what I'm asking. Well,
2: if you if you think back to that Titans playoff game where they gave up nine, early on, they didn't even know who they were blocking. When they did the replays, the guys were dropping back kind of like, Where are they? They look like Stevie Wonder pass blocking. <laughs> um, it was it was really weird, so I, I think they're going to identify, and that's not going to be a problem. Um, then it's going to be a matter of just staying in front of them, uh, which is is the hard part, obviously. Von Miller, you know, Aaron Donald go down the list. Um, Donald's running buddy at D Is almost as good as him, which is not good news either. Um, but I I don't know. I I look at it a little a little bit differently. I think teams that attack like that, you can counterattack and be very effective.
1: Let's go to the other side, the Cincinnati Bengals. Their uh, star quarterback, Joe Burrow. Of course, he has all the nicknames uh, that people have been calling him, Joe Cool, Joe Swag, especially rocking the Chain before the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I know some people are comparing him to Joe Montana, your former teammate, and Tom Brady. Who do you compare his game to, one of those two, or another quarterback that people are not talking about?
2: um yeah i don't know he's he's just so good at throwing the ball and he's such a good leader and he's got that one thing that doesn't show up in combine interviews or in stats or anything else he's got that that ability late in the game just to break out the scalpel and cut your heart out um and that's you either got that or you don't have it and he's got it big time um that's what I like the most about him. Who do you compare him to? I don't know if that's really fair. I, there's a lot of great quarterbacks that can kind of move around, have the gun, throw that intermediate pass with touch. That's so impressive for a second year guy. I guess maybe the guy I would say, maybe John Elway. You know, Elway back before the knees started to go when he actually could run around.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting.
0: Very, very. Now, uh, how much of a factor do you think you know, Cooper Cup, OBJ? You know how how effective you know Jamar Chase, of course. How effective? How much of a factor does the receivers going to be? Is it going to be like who can kind of get to whose quarterback can get to them first? You'll know, get that quick you know pass play going. Who do you think has like the biggest advantage?
2: Yeah, um, I think the Rams because they have Cooper Cup, and I say that only because look at the stats. Look how many catches he has.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And look at his game by game game by game. Uh, I think the fewest catches he had in a game were like six for about 70 yards. Uh, And that's considered shutting him down. And everybody double teams him. And isn't it ironic how many times Stafford hits him in the corner of the end zone in front of the safety and back of the corner and teams know it's coming and dang it, they do it every dang week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um,
2: I don't know. I, you know, everybody, it's an idea. Wow. You got to double team him. Okay, great. Well, that leaves you with, uh, Odell. And that leaves you with some of the other problems they have. I, I'm curious to see the tight end position, how much of a, a role that's going to have in this game. Cause you got like Uzoma had that knee. Um, uh, Higby did his knee in the, uh, NFC championship game. So what kind of effect that has, because that has an effect, if you're going to run crossing patterns with all these great receivers to open people up, or you're going to try to threaten the middle of the field, tight end to me is the most important tool you have for threatening the middle of the field Mm -hmm. to intermediate area that opens up the deep stuff. Um, And right now, as of now, both teams have tight ends that are limping.
1: CBS College Football Analyst Randy Cross and three-time Super Bowl champions join us here on the Hashtag Football Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're and live in living color. Sid Likin here with you. Randy, let's go back to the Rams and Matthew Stafford, who's uh, who's another storyline for this week, into the big game on, on Sunday. How much pressure is on Mr. Stafford? Of course, he, he put up the great numbers in Detroit. He had his struggles with the Rams this year, even though he did pull up great numbers again. He's done well so far in the playoffs. Uh, what do you expect from him on Sunday?
2: Uh, I expect him to play like Matt Stafford, which is, means he's going to throw for 275 to 350, probably three touchdowns and one interception if he plays his usual game. Um, that's kind of him. He's, you know, he's he's got that kind of talent. He's lucky enough to get paroled out of Detroit and be able to play in a real football team. <laughs> so, and it's, and it's paid off for him and the, you know it's not often you see teams that kind of go for broke and sell sell out that actually work it and get to the super bowl because usually that that kind of crashes and burns for a year or so and it takes them a year or two to get it together but having stafford at quarterback and the rest of these guys that they've traded for and brought in um stafford's got all the talent in the world I mean, he had it coming out of um, Texas when he was a quarterback there in high school. He'd had it at UGA. It was pretty obvious. That's why he was the number one pick. And after 13 years, it doesn't seem too diminished. He's, he's, he's He's a hard guy not to root for. I think once most fans kind of study him, study his story, read about what stuff he's been through, He's he's a good guy to sort of tag to and and go ahead and root for.
0: How how much of a fight do you think the Bengals defense can be to try to slow down that you know Stafford and that offense?
2: That's going to be the problem. The problem is you know your slot corners and and those kind of guys because it's not so much can we take the one guy away? You can always take one guy away, and if you're going to take one guy away for Cincinnati. It better be T. Higgins. It's got to be Cooper Cup for the Rams. But for the defensive backfield of Cincinnati, they need help. And we've seen them with some pass rush. They've got guys that can get after it. They're going to have to see it. Um, we, We saw the Rams play more physical than maybe any time of the year against San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. That's the kind of performance they need against the Cincinnati defense because I think the Cincinnati defense has the ability not only to, to stuff run up pretty good, they also have the ability to go play sickum and go get the quarterback. And the Rams in the past have been a little soft, especially at tackle. They weren't in the championship game to their credit. They can do it again. They got a shot at getting themselves a ring.
1: Heading down the home stretch with our good friend, Mr. Randy Cross, three-time Super Bowl champion in CBS Sports Networks football analyst right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago Sid Lakin here with you Randy I want to ask you about Rams head coach Sean McVay of course this is his second Super Bowl in four years we know what happened the first time in 2018 against the Patriots he said this week that he's preparing differently uh, than he did four years ago when Bill Belichick basically shut down his high powered offense uh, how much pressure do you think is on him this Sunday?
2: Um, well, I don't know. It, it, how much more pressure are you under as a head coach if you get your team to the Super Bowl? Because you know he already knows firsthand what kind of situation you're in when you lose. You know, nobody <laughs> nobody gives two hoots. The loser of the Super Bowl just represents the other 30 teams that didn't get there. And and the winner gets all the perks. And I think McVeigh fully understands that concept, having having lived through it firsthand.
0: Now let's talk about the Hall of Fame real quick. Of course, you know they announced the the class of 2022 at the NFL and NFL Honors last night. Um, leading the way, Tony Baselli, Cliff Branch. Who probably should have got. Who should have gotten in? You know, but that's a whole other story. Laurie Brutler, Art McNally, veteran official, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Coach Dick Merriell, and Bryant Young. You know, Chicago's very own. Oh, yeah. Some names that you kind of were surprised by, or were there other names that probably should have gotten in that didn't? What do you think about
2: this class? Um, yeah, not really. Every year I think you look at it and you go, god, all those guys are hall of famers. I think that's great. Uh, Baselli, you know, some people will get nitpicking and say he didn't play long enough. But what he played 9 or 10 years, that's that's plenty long. Yeah. You, yeah. So, I mean, he's a do- he, he was a dominant player. So, if you didn't know about that era in the mid to late 90s, Um, about Jacksonville and how good they were and the kind of teams Tom Coughlin had, then it's your fault. It's not his. Um, I'm really, really happy for Dick Vermeil. He coached me for two years at UCLA. Um, He and his wife, Carol, are two of the most wonderful people you'd ever want to meet. I can't say enough good things about him. He had a hell of an influence on me. I'm really, really happy that he got in uh, you mentioned Bryant McKinney or Bryant Young. That's it's fantastic. Another Golden Domer in the in the Hall of Fame. Just, like, <laughs> just what we needed. Um, no, I I think it's great. I think it's I, all of them well well earned. It's 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 fun to see. It's the most exclusive fraternity in uh, in pro football.
1: Last question for me, Randy. Of course, the last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, uh, your 49ers defeated the Bengals on the last second drive from. Uh, Joe, my to John Taylor. I know, of course, it was the last uh, game for uh, now the late, great Bill Walsh. Uh, I know that there's story, there are stories that come out about uh, the winning coaches giving pregame speeches uh, the night before the day of the Super Bowl. If Bill Walsh did give a speech, what was that speech like? What was the move like around the team before the game? Um,
2: oh, before the game. You know, I don't know if you can say much that's going to be memorable before the game because most guys are about getting ready to crawl out of their skin. <laughs> um, you're you're pretty intense before the game. Bill always had a way. Bill's specialty wasn't so much motivating a group of 50 guys. His best skill was he could motivate in his own way almost every single guy in the room. And he had a way to say a little something to you before the game. And it, it was... It was pretty special. I, 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 it's one thing I really after I retired and got a chance to talk to head coaches all the time, um, I got to even appreciate him even more. Once I got to know a lot of other head coaches, but he wasn't big on rah rah speeches at all. He was uh, pretty pretty down to business. Uh, that's what that's the whole basis of his you know first twenty plays that he started doing. He wanted us concentrating on you know, the individual plays and the defense and what we were going to do more than, you know, any kind of, you know, win one for the Gipper moment. Mm
0: -hmm. That sounds, that sounds about right. Who is your winner and who's your MVP?
2: Yeah, I'm traditionally, I'm kind of a contrarian at times. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is down by 10 or so at halftime um, and just like they did to Kansas City twice, they come back and beat them. um I think the final score was like 26 21 Cincinnati and uh i it's I think it's finally gonna pay off for the Bengal fans and nothing against the Rams i I'm happy for them i I can't say I root for them because that would be wrong. I don't <laughs> uh, that's fair that's fair but but I think I think the Bengals. The Bengals win it, and uh, what what an amazing story this whole thing from Joe Burrow and just their team in general, and how they put this together in the last two or three years is remarkable.
1: All right, that was three time Super Bowl champion and CBS Sports Networks football analyst Mr. Randy Cross. Thank you so much for taking time of your busy schedule to join us here today on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. You enjoy the. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the all season. We'll definitely do this again soon. Great conversation as always.
0: Thanks, man. This is so much fun as always. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks to
2: both of you. All
0: right.
1: Thank you. Once again, that was Randy Cross, three-time Super Bowl champion with the 49ers from those 80s teams, and he works for CBS Sports Network, does college and pro football. Lakina? We have a couple minutes left before uh, we hit the bottom of the hour break. For those of you that are watching us on YouTube, we can get a chance this weekend before watching the big game on Sunday. Check out those episodes of America's Game from NFL Network. Yes. The reason why I asked uh, that question uh, uh, to Randy about uh, the late great Bill Walsh because uh, on a couple of those episodes, I believe the 88 version when they won, of course, remember they uh, finished uh-huh. 10 to six and barely made the playoffs. They showed some film from um, Bill Walsh. He wasn't a comedian, but he said something uh, lighthearted or just snuck it in there while while they're he was going over the playbook with the rest of the team and the, and the, and the, and the rest of the squad just started laughing. And it was one time that Bill Walsh, uh, he was a big boxing fan. So he, put a – what do you call those? Boxing bo- – like punching, bags, punching, punching bags. Punching bags. He had a punching bags in the practice yeah. facility. He will start doing them, and some of the players joined in as well. And there was one time he took the team. Uh, then he was doing training camp on a fishing trip. Uh, yeah. And I, and I said, oh, that, that was, pretty good. was pretty cool, especially uh, during that era. So, uh, you know, things – Things that we don't, that uh, the, the coaches and the other coaches are saying to the players, we don't know until after the game or going down years down the road. Of course, if you saw one of my favorite ones was the 2004 episode of America's Game. Uh, that was when the Patriots beat the Eagles, of yeah. course, Terrell Owens and his broken mm-hmm. leg and all that. He had a great performance. Right. Bill Belichick, they showed the film of him. Uh, you know, he was he's not a rah-rah type guy, but no. he gave this speech to his team the night before and saying that the Philadelphia schools were going to shut down. They're going to have a parade down City Hall. Mm-hmm. And you could tell some of the guys were angry, and they and they lit them up. <laughs> and they had uh, Teddy Bruschi speaking on that. He said, yeah, you didn't see it as far as a rah-rah uh, yelling, but... You can tell it, uh, woke up some of our guys. Of course, you saw what they did.
0: Yeah, it's always interesting when you see like the different you know times. Also, you you follow Randy at Randy Cross FB. You know, you know Randy Cross Football, <laughs> Randy Cross FB on Twitter. So for you know, if you want you know great football insights, and you know he shares like a lot of these you know similar stories. And you know <laughs> you look at the, the the times you know when he played. Like you said, he had the two weeks off. And of course, there were some years in the eighties and it, in the nineties too, in the early nineties, mm-hmm. that there was only one week in between. So the two weeks now, I think you know you kind of get your mind right. You know you're just you're just sort of amped up for the game, and you know you know like Bill Walsh was never I think you know Randy Suckers you know of course he played for him for years he was never the raw raw you know guy you know he always kind of like you know straight to the point you know yes he would say some funny things but you always kept it you know pretty simple so you know that that's sort of that sounds about right right in his front but yeah it's going to be very interesting though he of course I think he was going to pick the the rams of course you know long time rival. We should have known. <laughs> you know, you should have known that. But yeah, so it'll yeah. be very interesting to you know to see how this game goes. And uh, as we get to the bottom of the hour, I gotta towel off after that interview, said, because like, it was like yes, as usual. You know, great. You know, great insights always from him. Of course, you like he's like you said, he played in in three of these, so he knows you know what it takes to get to this point. So. I, you know, I'm glad we were able to bring them on. So, you know, the kind of the Super Bowl Friday, uh, sort of, you know, football Friday edition of Second Seed Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. But not to worry, though, we're going to have, you know, more, you know, talking about the game itself. Of course, we're going to have our girl, Kegs, RBs, Christine Manica, will have her thoughts on the Super Bowl and also all the stuff going on, too. So, a lot to do still. You know, don't go away. The Second Seed Sports on Sports Zone
4: Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NHL tomorrow night, the Blackhawks visit the Blues. 7 o'clock puck drop from St. Louis, Chicago. 17-23 and 7-41 points near the basement of the Central Division. The Blues winless in two. They have 57 points. 13 points out of first place overall. They're 26-14-5. NBA tonight, the Bulls are home against the Timberwolves. That's a 7 o'clock tip off at United Center. Chicago tied with Cleveland and Milwaukee. A game and a half out of first place behind the Heat in the Eastern Conference. Quick turnaround right back at it tomorrow night hosting the Thunder. Former Bears' Quarterback Jim McMahon says he's in favor of a new stadium at Arlington Heights. Last September, the Bears said they agreed to buy the former Arlington International Race Course for close to $200 million. They expect to close on it sometime in the next year. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
6: Hey, team,
2: it's a full house. we got to pick up the pace.
6: At Hank's Restaurant, the line goes around the block.
2: Is this for 12? Okay, I need the truffle oil drizzle.
6: What he needs is another line cook. Oh, man. Are the
5: quail breasts still in the sous vide? Dave, can you keep an eye on that, please?
6: Indeed can help him hire great people fast.
5: I need Indeed.
6: Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome back to Second City Sports #Hashtag Football Friday Edition, real live and living color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. If you have a question or comment during of our topics of any of our topics during today's uh, now ninety minutes of of extravagance, left you can go to. Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I know it's the big game weekend, but we still do not and will not tolerate any foolishness. If you try to do that, Lakina will give you the boot. Bye bye. Lakina, <laughs> let's continue the, um, the big game discussion between the Rams and the Bengals. Lakina. Uh, Here's my couple of keys for for the game coming up on Sunday for the Rams, uh, as Randy uh, alluded to during our our interview with him. The Bengals will have to run the ball and run the ball with some consistency. I know the running lanes are not going to be there for Joe Mixon, but I think if Mm -hmm. they continue to to do that, eventually Joe Mixon will break one. You saw him almost do that in overtime uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, two weeks ago in the AFC title game. I told you on Mm -hmm. this program that that Joe Mixon would have to have close to 100 yards to uh have the Bengals uh have a chance to beat the Chiefs. They did that Joe Mixon had 88 yards. He's going to have to have have that same performance perhaps a little bit more to to uh to beat the Rams. Number two, they had to protect Joe Burrow because as we mentioned during the interview with Randy, uh they're not going to dumb a team Aaron Donald a lot. But You uh, at least in the beginning of the game, I assume you had to run away from him because Aaron Donald's a man-child, and no one person can handle him. It's not fair w- what he's doing, but that mm-hmm. goes to a type of player that he, he is. And number three, we are on the offensive side for the Bengals. We know that Jamar Chase is going to get double cover like he was in the AFC title game. If Ozuma, the, the, the tight end, if he mm-hmm. if he's available to play on Sunday, he's going to be key. But T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, those two will be the first options. Uh, for Joe Burrow, as far as the passing game is concerned,
0: yeah, and I think for me, if you're the Bengals defense, can you try to slow down, you know, that Rams offense? You know, can Trey Henderson, who's probably like the mm-hmm. most named, you know, guy on that front seven for the Bengals, can he make some stops? Um, I know, you know, Sam Hubbard, you know, he's made some, you know, big plays mm-hmm. too at times, also too in the secondary. I mean, who Eli Apple? You know, who's going to have the you know, the task of having to protect? Uh, you know, having to guard a Cooper cup, you know, will mm-hmm. be kind of like, you know, back and forth between him and Von Bell, he can make plays too. You know, he's been around for a little bit. So, mm-hmm. but, and also too, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, that the, the O line, you know, we asked Randy about that. Can they keep Joe Burrow upright? That's going to mm-hmm. be the key. You know, I'd like to think that, you know, look, and the Rams defense is a little bit, just a li- well, maybe not, maybe more than a little bit, but a tad yeah. better than the chiefs defense. <laughs> so, you're gonna to have to deal with, like you said, you know, we're gonna deal with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. Don't forget about him. I mean, yeah, you know, he's gotten better. He's been to a couple of Pro Bowls now. And of course, Von Miller. I mean, who's been in one of these and who has a Super Bowl MVP? I mean, he's gonna be the key here too. So, yeah, try a double teaming Aaron Donald. Yeah, you could, could try to do that, but you know, that's a big task. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just you know, I, I, it's just it's gonna be very interesting <laughs> to see how this goes because they've had two weeks to kind of prepare. Can they keep you up right up top of the Bengals old line? Mm-hmm. As for the Rams, will Sean McVay be conservative? You know that's what that's what the mm-hmm. big problem was the first time they went to the Super Bowl against New England. He was a little too conservative. That's sort of the one knock on mm-hmm. him. Is he going to be more aggressive? That's going to be another interesting uh, attack. You know, attack that we're going to have to have to see.
1: And also to remember that first Super Bowl four years ago for the Rams, uh, Ty Gurley, who was injured during that yep. season, uh, he wasn't used as much in him. Uh, him and of course the coaching staff, the, the both of them were exchanging not bl- uh, verbal blows. Obviously, there was there was a lot, whole lot of frustration. Hopefully, uh, Mr. McVay learns learns from his experience. If you're a Rams fan, but uh, as far as Sundays concerned for the Rams. Cam Akers, Darrell Henderson, whoever decides to run the ball for the Rams, can you run it with some consistency? As you mentioned, Lekina, uh, will well, vague stick to that early if it's working? They got away with it in the NFC title game. I don't think you can get away with it here. If your running game is, is passable, for lack of a better term, that opens things up for Cooper Cup and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. And some teams, like the Rams, use pass the passing game to set up the running game later on in the game. That's how some teams operate, but... We all know that Cooper Cup is going to get double team too, but sometimes that Cooper Cup is just so good that he could beat those double teams. I think that you'll see the value of OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. for those of you scoring at home. Uh, I, I think Odell G- Odell Beckham Jr. can ha- potentially have a good game here.
0: Well, and also too, remember that first Super Bowl Cup was hurt; he didn't play, so I think exactly that's, been, that's sort of like the one thing that people are forgetting because you know I, I think you know now we'll get to see like maybe if he does have a great game, I talk about Cup. You yeah, know, will that be the reason? You think that maybe if he had played in that first Super Bowl, who knows what you know? There would have been more. The Rams would have been more aggressive. Now, both of these teams are four seeds. They get to join. You know, that's uh, Super Bowl fifteen champion, uh, Oakland. Ra- well, I think no, they were were there Oakland. I think they were no, they were Oakland at the time. Uh, thirty. Both uh both of the Ravens Super Bowls they were a four seed. They weren't a one or a two or a three. Mm-hmm. Um the second the first Super Bowl that they win. No, it was, it was the second one that they went, uh that the Broncos, uh the second one the Broncos won that was Super Bowl thirty-seven. And of course, you know, Eli, you know, 40 46, you guys remember the one, the second one with Eli. And so the either the Rams or the Bengals will join those those teams as a four at the four seats to win a Super Bowl. So, you know, being a top two, I guess, you know, in this case didn't really matter too much. But I'm 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 interested to see what's you know what's going to be you know it's going to be you know like 90 as as Randy said because remember it's going to be early it's going to be about five thirty ish it's going to be like three thirty so it's going to be like mm-hmm. super early for them so it's going to be pretty hot it might be a little bit dry and a little bit humid will that be an issue uh, will nerves be an issue because I know that's um, maybe nerves because like I said all all but one of the Bengals you know guys have played in the Super Bowl. Some of the Rams, you know, from a couple of years back, you know, that Super Bowl against uh, mm-hmm. New England, you know, yet they, especially they're playing at home too. Well, that you know, factor in the nerves as well. So that's another thing I'm kind of interested to see.
1: Yeah, like you mentioned, all their fans are not going to be there. We know that the first level uh, uh, of of the Super Bowl, the first level, the stadiums are filled with corporate fans posing as Rams or, or Bengals fans, and uh, you know, they, as said, uh, Randy Cross said in our interview over the last half hour that ABC, uh, most of these other networks too, they show a portion of the crowd and the things that represents the whole stadium, which is not true, but that's a whole nother issue. But I want to get back to uh, the Rams now, the Rams defense. We know that Jalen Ramsey is one of the top corners in the league. He's going to be locked up on Jamar Chase. I'm really looking forward to that battle. As we said, Jamar Chase is going to get double teamed, but I want to see how much they blitz Joe Burrow and will the Cincinnati offensive line pick up on it fast enough.
0: Yeah, that's another key, too. I mean, especially with that old line the way that O-line is, yeah, you're going to wonder, are they going to be blitzing a lot, you know, with the with the Rams' defense? And look, are we going to have, like, some unsung heroes? We'll talk more about this when, we're, when our girl Christine joins us in a little bit. Will there be, like, that unsung hero that kind of comes out of nowhere? Will a Van Jefferson or, like I said, someone from the Bengals' defense? Um, maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, who else? Like, out, out of the box, you know, for that could probably sneak in there and win MVP. and. You know, it, it's rare. Look, like Von Miller was the last defensive guy to win, of course. You know, with the bank, mm-hmm. with the Broncos, let's just say a couple of years ago. And there, you rarely see a lot of special team guys. I think the last one that that one was like what Desmond Howard. Yeah. That, that, that Super Bowl that uh, Brett Favre won, he wasn't even he didn't even win MVP. So mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, Howard won it. And will it be kind of a guy that comes out of nowhere? Will you know? Could it be an Aaron Donald? I'm sure he's going to be rep for his game. Will like maybe a Taylor Rapp or you know, some guy that kind of, you know, comes out of nowhere that sort of, like, becomes an unsung hero, That, as we've seen.
1: Yeah, usually uh, you have an unsung hero... Uh, not, not just winning MVP every once in a while, but an unsung hero that that makes a big play that turns the game around. You mentioned Desmond Howard in the '96 Super Bowl against the Patriots. That was Bill Parcells' last game as mm-hmm. head coach of the Patriots. We uh, know about that. Uh, remember Larry Brown Brown in that '95 yes. Super Bowl against the, mm-hmm. uh, the Steelers and the Cowboys. Larry Brown took the trophy, took his money, and went to the Raiders and disappeared after that. <laughs> and also too, and I thought this guy should have won mvp in the 93 super bowl super bowl it was the cowboys and the bills it was the rematch in atlanta of course emma smith got that mvp yes. but i thought this person james washington remember yep. the cowboys trail 13-6 at the half uh the the bills never scored again and the the cowboys turned it on in that second half but james washington had an interception a fumble Force fumble and a fumble recovery. I thought you should have been MVP for that one, but as I mentioned, Emma Smith won MVP for that Super Bowl, but and that was the last game of Jimmy Johnson's coaching career with the Dallas Cowboys, but you mentioned Lakina, it, it could be Unsung Carol we're not talking about. It could be a kicker. It could be a punter. We, we can have somebody uh, get a pump. Like I like said, so, we'll get into uh, those situations deeper next hour, but uh, do not uh, do not count out Unsung heroes in this one because It's always a a play that is to to be made And, and sometimes it doesn't come from your superstar players, it comes from a guy that you never heard of. So pay attention to those elements on Sunday. You're listening to Second City Sports on the hashtag football Friday. Edition live in let me call color, right here on Sports On Chicago Sid Lakina here with you as we preview the big game between <laughs> the Rams and the Bengals. Lakina, this is one of the few times I miss being in the studio. We uh, RP to the late Doug mm-hmm. Banks of Chicago and the national former yes. Chicago national DJ. The big, big, big game, game, game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the NFL do that. Like, we, we can't say Super Bowl. Uh, uh, I won't get into that, but. But uh, also too on the flip side for the Bengals, their divas, You mentioned Hendrickson and Hubbard. How how much will they blitz Matthew Stafford? And I think if Tyler Higmy their tight end, does not play, uh, will Matthew Stafford use use the running backs as part of the screen game? Uh, uh-huh. if he's blitzed a lot, and how much will Cooper Cup be double teamed? Uh, like I said, I think old oh, BJ will have a a, a, a good game, but. Well, Van Jefferson, the rookie wide receiver, show up. And how how much will he be used? And as you mentioned, the I believe the first fifteen plays of the game from the Rams' office will determine how well will the Rams do uh, uh, in this game coming up.
0: Also, too, for the you know the Bengals' defense, can they force you know three and outs? That's going to be the key. They can keep you know, Stafford and, and the gang off the field, I think they could probably keep the Bengals in it. And also too, if you're the Rams defense, you know, you wonder like, can you get to Joe Burrow and how mm-hmm. often can you do it? Can you try to maybe you know, have to depend on maybe passing it, or maybe try to get to a point where he, because he can't do anything with it. You try to sack him. Mm-hmm. So I think there's going to be a lot of um sort of like, you know, nuances if you will. And look, there, look could nerves be an issue? Sure. I mean, you know, like I said before, for a lot of these guys, you know, especially for the Bengals, you know, the, this is new territory for them, and you know, it's going to get very interesting to see what they do here because I, I feel like it's going to be a. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. You know, I don't think the Rams are going to blow out the Bengals. I know that's going to be that's Like, you know, the Vegas types are kind of you know going to that, but mm-hmm. but you know what? I I kind of feel like we'll say we'll we'll talk more about this when when our girl Christine joins us. But I, I just feel like it's going to get to a point where I'm like, okay, you know, let let's you know, let, let's, I'm ready for this game to get going. And I know some people are kind of feeling kind of snuck up on people. Like they get, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, there's getting been more like geared up to it. our buddy Armando, uh, you know, in our interview with uh, Randy said that he wished that the 49ers had won. Cause we could have gotten like, what, this was like the third time that the Bengals and 49ers have played each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They played yeah. twice
1: in the eighties. Yep. Yes, 81 have, and
0: 88. Mm. Yep. You know, Randy was a part of both of those. And, yeah, I, I mean, you know, like it, it's weird, but I think the Bengals. I think there's gonna be some nerves, but I think they'll they'll be right. I think you know they'll they'll feed off bro if bro it doesn't you know show his nerves, and I think you know the the team will show. If he shows it if he gets right a little bit early on, then he'll probably think okay things might go a little bit off the rails.
1: Yeah, before we move on, don't forget the element of special teams—not just the kicking game, but we could see a pump block, or we could see a, a a punt fake, a fake punt. Uh, that's always an element as well and we've seen safety scored in the Super Bowl remember the 2011 Super Bowl the Mm -hmm. Giants and Patriots the second time that was actually the first score of the game and uh, that was another safety oh the Denver Seattle Super Bowl uh the 2013 one of course Peyton Manning uh the silent he went to silent count after that uh they Mm -hmm. and they lost the ball fumbled the ball in the end zone so uh th- that's an element as well that people should pay attention to um, um watching the big game <laughs> this yeah. upcoming sunday you're listening to S- second city sports hashtag football friday edition we're live and in living color right here on sports on chicago City lakina here with you lakina let's move on to the NFL honors a ceremony mm-hmm. that took place last night. I saw the Hollies and didn't get a chance to watch the entire broadcast, but the award wins were not surprising to me. Of course, Mike Vrabel was named Head Coach of the Year. Andrew Whitworth, who's gonna play uh, uh this Sunday for the for the Rams, uh their longtime offensive lineman. He won Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And Aaron Rodgers picked up his second straight MVP award and gave a um an interesting speech afterwards, mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there, and uh, uh, I know you had the, uh, the the list in front of you as far as the mm-hmm. other one wins are concerned. But in terms of the award wins, up we weren't surprised of uh, who won the awards last night. I told you, Michael Parsons was going to win his award. Jamar it was Chase an was a,
0: too.
1: yeah, and Jamar Chase for office of rookie of the year. That was the obvious one as well.
0: Yeah, I think think those two are pretty obvious from the word go. Uh, Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year, which I'm not surprised. I know some people are kind of like, you know, sort of thrown off by that. But, yeah, look, the man almost was close to throwing like, you know, breaking like various receiving records. Mm So, you know, I think he definitely deserved it. Uh, T.J. Watt won uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and, you know, it was pretty cool that J.J. Watt got a chance to present the award to him. I thought that was a nice moment Mm -hmm. there as well. Of course, you know, Mike Vrabel, you know, the the first time a Titans coach has won uh, coach of the year which you know you would think that mo oh, wait jeff fisher never won it hmm, that, that's sort of interesting but but yeah that was the case there and of course you know of course chase won you know, on the rookies joe burrow mm-hmm. won comeback player of the year and yeah i mean none of this ever was really surprising i mean you know look key michael key you know did a great job hosting and they did it live and they did it on a Thursday. I guess they figured that, uh, cause usually it's on a Saturday. So I think they figured that, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, you know, no one's really watching tele, well, no, not like, you know, network television on Saturdays. So mm-hmm. I guess they decided to kind of do like, okay, we'll do it live and we'll get to you know, the, 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 hall of fame stuff in a second. I know we talked about it with Randy earlier, but yeah. Um, yeah, none of the, you know, I, I don't have a gripe about it. I know, look, I know Aaron Rodgers, however, you, however folks feel about him. You know, he has the numbers and such, so I had no problem with him winning, of course, you know, I think Brady got, like, 10, like, 10 votes, and I I forgot I think it was Cuff that got, like, one vote, so, like, I don't know. Well, we'll probably never know the breakdown, but I know Arquish wasn't one of those folks that voted for him. uh, Rodgers, I mean, but, uh, yeah. yeah, According
1: to Aaron Rodgers, not us. Right,
0: Right, not us, but, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but I really – I have no gripes about the awards. I I don't. Of course, Justin Tucker with the 65-yarder. Against Detroit, you know that one moment of the year, which you know, i not again, no gripe about that. Uh, yeah, none of it. You know, there was none of it that was really, you know, I yeah, I'm about to say I don't I was like. Oh my god, no, how this? No, I, I was fine with all the winners.
1: Okay, now let's get to the Hall of Fame list for the class of 2022. We say congratulations to all the uh, honorees that is going to be honored later on this uh, summer. In Canton, Ohio, of course, Leroy Butler, the inventor of the Lambo Lee, I know he's a sports talk show host, uh, AM 1250 Milwaukee. He's been getting mm-hmm. patted on the back and rightfully so all day today. <laughs> His show is currently going on as we speak. Uh, he was elected to the Hall of Fame. Of course, Tony Bercel, as we said, he should be in there. He, he right. is from the Jacksonville Jaguars, the first Finally. ever pick. And Dick Vermeule, it was a shocker to me that he hasn't been in there, but he's in there now, so congratulations to him. I know uh, somebody else, I think I was watching television, they said that he coached Kansas City. Oh, they didn't mention that he coached the Chiefs. I mean, he coached the Chiefs. The, the year, uh, he spent a year off. When he coached yeah. the Rams, he took a year off, and then coached the Chiefs for those Chiefs, two years. Well, yep, yep. he coached the Eagles back in the day. They lost to the uh, to the Oakland Raiders at the time in the Super Bowl following the 1980 season. So he's finally in there. I know you still had the list in front of you, Lakina. But many Bears fans, including Devin Hester, is, uh, he was shocked that he didn't get it. You know, this is, his, of course, the 15-year anniversary of his opening kickoff return for a touchdown in Super Bowl 41 against the Colts. Uh, Devin Hester didn't get in this time. I believe he's going to get in next year. I'm not as upset as a lot of people are, but mm-hmm. he's going to get in. But if he doesn't get in next year, then I'm starting to uh, have a third eye third year. But I'm not as upset as a, uh, some Bears fans are.
0: Yeah, I, I look, I I said this with our buddy uh, Kyle Means and the rest of the game yesterday. I, I wasn't surprised that he wasn't, he wasn't going to get in. Usually, you know, a player like Hester, it's hard to kind of put him. And they usually have, a you know, give special teams, special teams guys, a hard time anyway. So Mm -hmm. I'm not like, Oh my God, he didn't get in. Look, it's, it's fine. I mean, I figured, you know, he wasn't going to get in. I'm a little surprised that Zach Thomas didn't get in. Especially since Jason Taylor got in, you know, first ballot, Mm -hmm. which I was a little bit surprised by. I would have thought that maybe Thomas would get in before he did, but you know what the late great Sam Mills got in, you know, ironically in in his last year of eligibility, mind you. So Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll, you know, they're very similar, play very similar styles. You know, they were they weren't very big, but they, you know, they were very, you know, attack. You know, they were very, you know, tenacious and such. So, and their numbers are very similar. So, hopefully, now with, with Mills in, you know, hopefully now that maybe Zach Thomas will get in next year. Mills yeah, will- check
1: out his football life episode of NFL Network. I I hope it's on YouTube. I'm talking about Sam Mills. It uh, it's be. very, it yeah, be. Uh, very inspirational story.
0: Yeah, it's very heartbreaking. Lost him in '05 due to cancer. So. You know, uh, also to uh, Cliff Branch, who probably could say should have gotten in when he was alive. You know, he died a couple of years, you know, about a couple of years back, of course. Yeah. You know, won uh, three Super Bowls with the Oakland slash Los Angeles Raiders. Um, you know, it was a nice moment there. You know, his sister, you know, shared a moment. They all shared a moment. You know, it was a very sweet. If you guys get a chance, you know, look at look at that. Uh, probably the probably the most surprised, I think he would say, of course. You know, Ark Manali, you know, of course, as a good tribute, of course, longtime time uh, referee. You know, he got in as well uh richard seymour some wonder that maybe he shouldn't get in maybe he probably should wait a couple of years so i'm one of
1: those people i'm not saying he's not a hall of famer but i thought he was gonna wait at least about three or four years but i was surprised he got in right away i don't know what your eligibility was his second
6: fifth.
3: do
1: you know fifth fifth year of eligibility yep
0: Yep, yep, okay, yep. yeah,
1: so it's about right. Yeah, maybe I thought he was going to rate another year, but this is it sounds about right. But he does have the stats to get in, obviously, he's in now, so yeah, okay, okay. yeah,
0: yeah, it's just fine. Uh, Brian Young, which is probably the most surprising, yeah, maybe. I think if, if you look at all eight, you know, guys that got in, I think Brian Young was the most surprising because you know, you know, very durable. You know, you look at his stats, you think, mm, I don't, know, I mean. You know, he won a Super Bowl, you know, as a rookie with the 49ers against the Chargers when the Charger when the 49ers just bum rushed the Chargers. I, I yeah, I, I just if you look at his numbers, you know, 42, you know, 42 tackles. Of course, you know, he won comeback player of the year in 99. Of course, you know, broke his you know uh, tore his ACL, you know, double-digit sacks in the season, you know, in both 96 and 9 and 99. You know, you know, almost 90 sacks. I mean, again, very durable, but his number was really dope. You'll know, jump out and say, "Oh my God, he's a Hall of Famer."
1: Mm-hmm. But I really don't have a problem too much with this class either, LaQuina. I could go on a on a meatball Bears ran about Leroy Butler. He was very good. He was one of the first safeties that I remember paying attention to and watching when when they send the uh, eight um, nine um, people uh, the extra blitzer. And this is the late great French Shermer, the. Defensive coordinator of the Packers doing those days under head coach Mike Hongren. that will send the safety up at the line to blitz the quarterback coming off on the side. He was one of the first safeties I remember. Uh, they used him to uh, to do that. So And he picked off a lot of passes as well. As, as I mentioned, he's the, the original of the Lambeau League. You see everybody doing it from around the league now. So uh, he deserves it. I thought, me personally, if you want to go that Bears-Packers angle, that Hester should have got in over him. But uh, Leroy Burley had an impact as well. So uh, he deserves to get in. But if Devin Hester doesn't get in next year, now I'm going to start, start uh, questioning. Hopefully he doesn't have to wait too long, but he's a Hall of Famer. It's just a matter of when, W-H-E-N, when he gets in.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna matter of, you know, first year, but when. I mean, this, this is the first year, yo. Know, this is the first year. So, yeah, you kind of wait, you know, a few years. Now, here are, here are some of the other names that will be up for next year for the first ballot for 2023. Ready? Mm-hmm. Darrell Rivas. Mm-hmm. He'll
1: make it, but I don't know on first ballot. will have to ballot.
0: wait. Yeah, I will say he'll have to wait. Joe yeah. Thomas, first ballot. I think he's a first ballot. Yeah, James Harrison, maybe might have to wait maybe another year, maybe two years. Yeah, I
1: think they're gonna make him wait a couple of years.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, hopefully, he will. Hopefully, he'll stay calm. And also to right? Dwight, Flink, also to uh, Dwight Freeney,
1: he'll get in, but he'll probably have to wait a year or two.
0: Especially since yeah, and also to you. Know, Yeah, I think he'll get in eventually. I think he might have to wait maybe three or four years. Maybe like, like you know, Richard Seymour did. Uh, Yeah, uh, hmm. You know, Ware didn't get in. You know, none of the wide receivers. Well, except for Butler, um, Patrick Willis, Andre Johnson, Steve Smith senior. I mean, yeah. I I mean, you you thought wonder what the thought process for picking these guys? And some Mm -hmm. people maybe even lobby for perhaps maybe raise up because you only get to pick up to five in the modern era. So maybe have them Mm -hmm. to like maybe like seven or eight, maybe. Maybe that
1: should help a little bit. Uh, I just want to say this before we close up shop for the first hour. Of course, you mentioned some of the other names that get, didn't get in. Of course, locally here in Chicago, we talk about Devin Hester, but Jay Hilgenberg, uh, he should be available, uh, should be mentioned for the Hall of Fame. I know Jimbo Colbert got in last year, uh, so congratulations to him. Jay Hilgenberg should uh, get in the Hall of Fame at some point. Uh, Torrey Holt, the right receiver, from the mm-hmm. St. Louis Rams. He played in two Super Bowls won one title. He put up great numbers next to now Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce. He should be in. And so I'm looking forward to hearing those two names hopefully sooner rather than later get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
0: Ronde Barber didn't get in either. So I think I think he should be in. in. Like I
1: said, he'll I think he'll get, in too, get but but eventually. Will he be? Yeah, will he will it be next year or maybe a year or two later?
0: Yeah, that's that's gonna be the question. And uh as our buddy Armando said that Sam Mills played in the USFL. Didn't know that. Played, yeah, and they also they say, well, I think they mentioned it too, in, the, in his football life. But, yeah, uh, if he didn't play in the USFL, he doesn't make the NFL Hall of Fame. The pro football, remember, it's a pro football Hall of Fame, My am to remember. It's a pro football Hall of Fame, not just the NFL. It's the pros. So USFL, yo guys, you know, maybe CFL guys. That's how Steve Young was able to get in first ballot. Not just what he did with San Fran, mm-hmm. but also, to the fact that he had a good USL, USFL career. So I think it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, you know what, Eh, you know, okay, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, folks. So I know I know some people are kinda of like I know people are really, not just that Hester got in, but yet yeah, Seymour got in, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's yeah. maybe that maybe that maybe sort of you know gear more to maybe that, that's good that's a good sign for Dwight Freeman.
1: Yeah, and don't forget some of your other uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame famers uh, played in USFL as well, Jim Kelly, of course the yep. late great Reggie White. Yes, and uh, they played uh, in the USFL. I've got a couple of the stars that they cannot uh, register. In my brain fast enough, but <laughs> but uh, a few of your pro football Hall of Famers played in the USFL as well, so we can add uh, Mr. the late great Mr. Sam Mills to that list as well.
0: Yeah absolutely uh before we have you know any other like real final thoughts that we that you have for the nfl honors or you know pro the hall of fame and stuff before we go to
1: like i said the award show uh like i, said, I saw the highlights of it the the award winners congratulations to all of them i don't have a problem with any of, of them any one of those winners in is and for the pro football hall of fame maybe one or two of those names should have been added on there but like you said i know there's a limit so Hopefully for us Bears fans, uh, Devin Hester will get in next year. I know a couple of people said, and I believe it was on Sean and Maya's show, that uh, Peanut Timmer got robbed. Will he get in? I don't know. Lance Briggs. I think he should be in, but he's going to have to wait a long time as well before he actually gets put in. I remember having a conversation with Ken Davis on the old Dean and show back in the day, and I pushed back on it initially. I knew, I said that Lance Briggs was a very, very good player, but I don't know about Hall of Fame. Of course, Brian, or like his teammate during those years, is in the Hall of Fame now. But I think Lance Briggs can make a case of getting in the Hall of Fame, but he's going to have to wait a while.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I know some people maybe Stephen Stephen Michael, you know, perhaps probably should get in because his numbers and Richard Seymour's numbers are very similar. So, you know, I, I look, I think we can make a gripes about okay, this guy should get in and this guy should get in. Look, we all know that Jimbo Corro should have gotten in, in, you know, sooner. So I'm glad he finally got in a couple finally got in last year. Also to uh Robert Dan to had Dan Hapton had to wait a way had to wait a yeah. while. So then Mike Singletary, Richard did too. Richard had had to wait like what like five or six years before he got yeah. in. So you know it it gets there eventually. Plus, they have a veterans committee too. So even if if, if Briggs and Peanut, if they don't get in like you know, in this in this in this uh uh this sort of in this format, that there's always a the committee, and also to uh what our buddy Armando said, uh, I met Walter played, Walter Payne at a Chicago Blitz game. Just me and him in the locker room. Peyton was on crutches and asked me to give him a classic Right. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh, Armando, that sounds like a cool story. I'm glad, I love that story. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I think the guys get it eventually too. Look, look Cliff Branch should have been in. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, we won't see him. I know, I'm know, i sure he would have put his foot in that speech. But, you know, it is what it is. But he finally got in. So, well, we'll see. I'm sure these guys will all get in eventually. Just got to wait.
1: Our number one has officially come to a close. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports continues with Christine Manica of KXRB, KXRB Radio with her Super Bowl prop bets and we review yesterday's NBA trade deadline deals. I'm Sid Hilakina. You're listening to Second City Sports Hashtag Football Friday Edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
4: AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Zone Chicago. NHL tomorrow night the Blackhawks visit the Blues seven o'clock puck drop from St. Louis Chicago 17-23-7 41 points near the basement of the Central Division the Blues winless in two they have 57 points 13 points out of first place overall they're 26-14-5 NBA tonight the Bulls are home against the Timberwolves that's a seven o'clock tip-off at United Center Chicago tied with Cleveland and Milwaukee a game and a half out of first place behind the Heat in the Eastern Conference quick turnaround right back at it tomorrow night hosting the Thunder former Bears quarterback jim mcmahon says he's in favor of a new stadium at arlington heights last september the bears said they agreed to buy the former arlington international Racecourse for close to 200 million dollars they expect to close on it sometime in the next year for lightning fast sports updates download the score app it's free and one of the most popular sports apps in north america i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the Sports zone chicago
2: Hey, team, it's a full house. we got to pick up the pace. At
6: Hank's Restaurant, the line goes around the block.
5: Is this for 12? Okay, I need the truffle oil drizzle.
6: What he needs is another line cook.
5: Oh, man. Are the quail breasts still in the sous vide? Dave, can you keep an eye on that, please?
6: Indeed can help him hire great people fast.
5: I need Indeed.
6: Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports Hashtag Football Friday Edition. We're live, and live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone, Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am City Brown, hey, that's me. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at sidkid 80 Once again at sidkid 80 That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter
0: and Akina underscore McGee on the IG.
1: And if you have any questions or comments for us during during our last 60 minutes or so of this extravaganza, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Top in questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's kick off our number two of this great program by discussing the Bulls in the NBA at large. Of course, yesterday's trade deadline came and went with uh, but without any quote-unquote controversy or big news, if you want to call it, I'll start a locally, Lakina. You're on Bulls Twitter, Twitter way more than I am. I'm sure a few of you idiots mm-hmm. are upset that Arturis Kondishevitz and G.M. Mark Evansley didn't pull off a move yesterday. We told you nothing how was going to happen.
0: They, how dare <laughs> they not pull off a trade <laughs> Exactly.
1: But we, but we told you that uh, their best option is to look at the buyout. Uh, market which will be coming up in a couple of weeks and so we'll see if the Bulls can find anybody out the scrap heap there but of course the big trade news uh, took place in Philadelphia Ben Simmons who's been sitting on his you know what all year he is he was traded from the Philadelphia 76ers to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for James Harden and Paul Millsap the, the Philadelphia 76ers sent over Ben Simmons Seth Curry and two, uh, uh, uh Andre Drummond, and two future first-round picks. Oh. Lakina, call me crazy. Call me uh logical stupid. You can't be stupid logic in the same sentence, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think this move would uh, work out for both teams, but I think the Nets got a, just a little bit better in that I'm trade healed. yesterday. I'm healed.
0: I'm healed. <laughs> like, I'm healed. Like, oh, it's Miami, but hey, I'm healed. I, I mean, look, I think we all saw. We were kind of shocked that you know, after, you know, all the, you know, the trades and such, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, they're getting, you know, Millsap to the Sixers are. So, you know, that, that definitely makes them scary. I know some Bulls fans were like, oh, how, you know, well, why didn't you know A.K. never say, you know, pull off a trade or pull the trigger on something. Look, we told you the the, the Sixers and the Nets had no choice to do, to, to do the trades mm-hmm. that they did. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, we'll see if Simmons, you know, he's going to, he's supposed to play tonight. You know, how how miraculous. Uh, uh, but, uh you know, Harden as well. So
1: it's also finding me easy, I take. No pun intended. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no pun intended, exactly. Uh yeah, and I feel for people who really do suffer from mental issues and such, mm-hmm. but yes, yeah, MSA, all of a sudden he's healed. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, look, remember, you know, Katie's still out, and that's her in free fall. I guess you know, they had to make this move. You know, Harden was, you know, going a fit. Mm-hmm. And you know, same with you know Simmons. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how Harden and Embiid and get along. I'm already thinking that maybe it's going to implode. I'll, I'm giving it about like a week over under <laughs> because I, 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 just, I just yeah, because I just don't yeah, because I I kind of feel like you know, it's just I, I I don't I don't know, Sid. I don't know how you feel about it, Sid, but I just feel like it's going to implode in Philly. <laughs> But you know, you n- you never know, I'm sure but Doc's, you know, Doc, you know, can handle it. You know, he's dealt with, you know, huge egos before and various teams he's coached mm-hmm. at. So it won't be it shouldn't really be a problem for him. But uh yeah, it, it's it's th- there's another trade I want to talk about too. But yeah, let's finish up you know, with this trade. But yeah, I, I mean I think both teams can benefit from it, but well will you know, can they get to like you know the, the Eastern Conference, you know, at the top of the top of the uh the tier? That's gonna be like the, the number one question.
1: I don't know if you guys read this article from yesterday in The Athletic. Joe Varden used to cover the Cleveland Cavaliers back in the day. He works for The Athletic, now covering the NBA. He had an interesting article about the James James Harden, Ben Simmons trade. Of course, uh, James Harden's relationship with Kyrie Irving. Very interesting, and I'll put it that. For those of you that subscribe to The Athletic, uh, uh, check out that article from yesterday. It goes deeper into why that trade was made yesterday but lakina on paper philadelphia is the favorite let's not forget about milwaukee we'll talk about what happened to them in phoenix uh last night coming up in just a second but philadelphia on paper uh is number one followed by brooklyn especially when cameron Durant returns after the all-star break from his uh, mcl injury uh, who's the third team? I, I think Milwaukee would be that third team by default at the end. But after that, it's very competitive in that Eastern conference. So we, we are looking at the standings right now. Um, uh, Miami is up there along with our Chicago bulls. Of course, the Cleveland Cavaliers who's uh, they're still a surprise team, the NBA this year. They're not going away anytime soon because we talked about in our last episode, Lakina, they picked up carries Lavert mm-hmm. from the Indiana Pacers last week. So, uh, the this Easter Conference race is going to be fun following the All Star break.
0: Oh, absolutely! I think, it's, uh, especially since all these teams still have to play each other, so exactly, they're definitely, definitely going to be you know, they will knocking you know each other out, perhaps to get that. You cannot of, take a so day top. off.
1: You cannot.
0: Yeah, no, 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 and uh, like, that'll be very interesting. And also, to, that first meet between the Nets and the Sixers will be very interesting too in a couple of weeks. So, we'll just see where oh, that. Oh, sure, goes. that's going to be on
1: ESPN and TNT. One oh, of them won't yeah. have it.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be some flexing right now. I get with
1: trade.
0: but yeah, we'll see if you if KD will be back for that particular you know matchup. But it's sort of one of those things where you know some of these trades, you know, there's some trades that kind of made you go, huh? Really? I mean, the rap, you know, the Raptors, you know, they you you know they traded you know Dragic to the Spurs could be a guy that maybe perhaps you know the buyout market they could probably use. Thad Young was a part of that trade too, so for all the Bulls fans, they were hoping hoping maybe he would come back. Apparently, I know the Raptors are going to try and use him, so no, no, um, no hope of that. But yeah, Serge Ibaka, you know, they they add you know, the Bucks add some size. You know, he went to the Bucks from the Clippers, also to uh even Divincenzo, Divincenzo, I should say, that Divincenzo. You know, Milwaukee sent him in a fourteen trade. Uh, Marvin Bagley, you know, the third, you know, he's going to Detroit. I mean. <laughs> Could be another buyout guy. Could be another buyout guy among, you know, there are many other trades. Uh, CJ McCollum, you know, got traded, you know, to New Orleans. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, ending that era with him and, you know, Dame. So I know Dame said that reiterated that he wants to stay in Portland. They're going to have a, number, a, lot, a lot of money come off the books, but okay. Okay. You know, he's he's trying to be, you know, classy about it, but I'm sure he's not we'll very happy. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. We'll see um, what happens. You
1: know, a whole lot of things change in the NBA, so we'll see what happens.
0: Sacramento is interesting too. I mean, they got uh, a bonus among others in the trade of the Pacers. I does, does anybody know what Sacramento's doing? Uh, <laughs> someone please tell me. Like cuz some of these trades were so kings, but you know. What 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 I two- I,
1: I I was looking at the standings before yesterday's deadline, Lakina. I said Sacramento and they're not playing that great. I know they split their um home series with the Timberwolves uh, earlier this week, but mm-hmm. they're two and a half games out of the 10th spot. After all that madness, I know why, basketball-wise, why they did it, but really, <laughs> really, I know there was rumors out there that uh De'Aaron Fox may go. Uh, obviously, he's still on the team. I know there was rumors that he was going to get traded for Julius Randle, the Knicks. I was listening to some New York uh radio yesterday, i.e. yesterday. And there was some host and a few fans that were upset that Julius Randle wasn't traded. So uh <laughs> I I I I, for Sacramento side, I I don't know. Uh, I know you're trying to keep your fans interested. I know they play in their new arena. I believe that's year number three of their new arena, number Mm -hmm. three, number four, but I know you're trying to keep fans interested. You haven't made the playoffs since 2006. I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to say there. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Sydney Brown. I'm Makita McGee. We're talking NBA trades and some NBA as well. We'll get to NBA on the court in a little, in a, just a minute here. But I mean, it, it's sort of like you look at the San now. Said I'm looking at you know. I know that um, the Jazz they traded Joe Ingles, who you know is hurt, so he's not you know mm-hmm. he's gone for the season. You know they tried try to add, trying to add more depth there, but. You know, I mean, maybe, like I said before, I mean, there's only a four game, you know, or a five game. If you want to add, you know, Boston in there, a gap between first and seventh place. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, teetering here, especially with these trades that have been made. So, you know, that that's going to be very interesting, too, especially since Miami has won four in a row. And I know the Bulls, you know, had a nice win a couple of days ago against Charlotte. I think they needed that desperately. Yes. Um, you know, since they have, a, they started a six game homestand, you know, coming up real, and, you know, before the break. So, but yeah, we might see a whole lot of this stuff. I mean, you know, C- Cleveland's right there. Like I said, I don't look I know they made some trades, but I still don't think they're going to be up there. They might be like down, to like maybe the sixth part. I just don't think it's happening.
1: The Boston Bull. Celtics traded half, almost half their team yeah, yesterday. J.O. They they Tice, the former Bull, is back with the huh. Celtics. Uh, I was like, "Why can't he work why? his way back to Chicago? Why? why?
0: Why? I wanted him to stay in Chicago <laughs> so bad." Dang, it. Well, anyway, uh, Milwaukee, <laughs> uh, uh, look, Toronto could probably make a move too. They made a couple moves too, so mm-hmm. they might, they might be able to sneak in there too in that top four. You never know. But uh, yeah. the Nets, I know. Look, I know they've, they've they've lost ten in a row. They're in free fall. So we'll see if they can, you know, Simmons and kind of give them that extra oomph that they need um uh, charlotte you know they're kind of like i said they've lost six in a row too so you know i think Atlanta, they made a move too yeah they've made a couple of moves atlanta's made a move as well to kind of shore up their death so john thons yeah, is
1: still on the team
0: yes, <laughs> yeah right i know so people, <laughs> people were saying that maybe he would get traded you know he didn't but yeah it's going to be very interesting though i think the east i mean that's not just a top tier but also the, the bottom yeah. tier as well
1: Yeah, like I said before, you cannot take a night off with any of these teams, 1 through 10. I know it eventually goes to 1 through 8 when it's all said and done at this playing tournament crap. But you cannot take a night off. You cannot. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be fun. I think it's good for the game. I know some people want the NBA to be like the NFL in parity. You kind of got that last year with all the COVID stuff going on, this shortened 72-game regular season. We may still see some elements of that this year, of course, COVID is still hanging around, even though restrictions starting to get lifted, including here in the state of Illinois, followed by the city of Chicago. We won't get into that too much because we're not a political show, but you see the climate started starting to change a little bit. But uh, as far as the competition on the court is concerned, th- th- this is good, and we'll see who has the, uh, the, uh, the best talent, who's playing at the right time, who's going to be the healthiest heading towards the playoffs. After the All-Star break, it should be fun.
0: A lot of fun, too. I know that the Lakers tried to, you know, you know, make some trades. You know, they couldn't get any takers. Then they tried to get rid of uh, Horton Tucker and and, uh, and, some, uh, and a couple other guys, you know, to try to get Kendrick Nunn. You know, that didn't materialize. Know the Clippers basically traded, like, half their guys. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out for them. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. You know, out West, I mean, you know, can Phoenix hang on to that one C? They've won four in a row. I know they won last night.
2: Against
1: mm-hmm. uh, but- Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, uh, Golden State. I know they've been struggling a little bit, they've lost lost a couple in a row. I think they're kind of waiting for Draymond to get back.
1: Yeah, I saw that real quick. Yeah, Yeah. real quick looking, I saw they uh, the fourth quarter they game last night. Uh, with the Warriors and the Knicks, the, the mm-hmm. Knicks did everything they could in the last five it's minutes to get that, that game away. Yep, it yeah,
3: <laughs> but it I is. saw
1: I saw Steph Curry miss that layup with about forty seconds ago. I said this is going to come back to haunt the Warriors, and that's exactly what happened. Now Klay Thompson, even though they denied Steph Curry the ball in that last play of regulation of, of the game, Klay Thompson faked out Evan Fournier, had a great look, it just didn't go down. It just didn't go down, but it didn't. not to worry about the Warriors too much. Uh, that was a great win for the Knicks. I'm sure uh, Julius Randle and some of his teammates were relieved that they didn't get traded yesterday. So that's probably why they were ha- really happy as well because they got in their butts kicked earlier this week at Denver as they're still continuing their West Coast road trip. But that, that was a big win for the Knicks last night in more ways than one.
0: I know they needed that win desperately because there have been a lot of rumors about that. And I know that mm-hmm. Randall's glad he didn't get traded. He might, still might leave you know, in the offseason, so you never right. know.
1: We'll worry about that later, but right now I'm still here. Let's play.
0: Yeah, let's try to finish the season strong. Now the Lakers lost to Portland a couple of days ago after being a big, uh, yeah, James Worthy. If you saw his comments, he wasn't very happy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's probably about as, as angry as I've seen him. So you know, it, it's it's sort of one of those things. I know Magic has some comments as well on his Twitter, but uh, it, it it's just like, look, the, what 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 can you do? I, is there anything that the Lakers can do? I mean, they tried to trade, but they, that didn't. Nothing could. They were they don't have. We don't want Russell
1: Westbrook's contract. They didn't want. That's yeah, what Houston exactly. say. We had him before. We don't want that again. We're trying to rebuild. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, that's okay. what that was. <laughs> yeah, that's thank that's you. One more,
1: one again, as the kids would say.
0: Absolutely, so yeah, 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 bye bye. So, yeah, there you go, (laughs) yeah, there you go. But, yeah, I I mean, look, I don't know what I know some people said the Lakers have have hit rock bottom, but I I don't know what 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 do you think? It's sort of like you know, we've been we've we've seen this, you know, movie before in these last few Mm. few months, but it it does look good for the Lakers right now.
1: I still think they'll find their way to get into the playing tournament, but. Like I said, right now it's not good. We said this a thousand times. So we'll say it a thousand and one times. LeBron James. When you get a polarizing figure like this, you hand the keys over to him, your franchise over to him. This is what happens. You chose your buddy Russell Westbrook over Demar DeRosa and Buddy Hill, who was traded, uh, who, who was traded yesterday. Uh, this is what happens. You the old. I believe the oldest team in the league. Mm-hmm. The yo- quote unquote youngest person is Taylor Horton Tucker, followed by Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't played this year. Chicago's very young in Malik Monk, your three youngest players. I know also he's a rookie, but still your youngest uh, player, three youngest players that I mentioned on that roster. It's not good. I know Russell Westbrook with, uh, he didn't play on Wednesday because of back tightness quote unquote, mm-hmm. but uh, he was benched the last few games in the fourth quarter. He, uh, uh, he I know he's, he's trying to adapt to his role, role but he's battling with himself in, t- in terms of guys. Remember he was the man with, with, Kevin Durant at OKC, even after Durant left, oh, Russell Westbrook was the main. So he's been used to being the guy for so long. He's coming to a crossroads of uh, what do I do? And you cannot do both. Like Absolutely. I said, this goes deeper than Westbrook. But I'm just saying one of the problems is I think it's an eternal battle with him as far as how can I balance not being the man as much and doing what I need to do to help the team win. Remember, I said, Luka coming into the season, uh, uh, his numbers were going to come down some, but it was going to help him if he realized it was going to help him along the way because he doesn't have to do everything like he did at OKC Washington in Houston to a lesser extent when Harden, him and Harden were teammates once again. So, But he just hasn't figured it out yet. Hopefully he figure it out soon.
0: Yeah, and I think this all sort of work. It's just what he needed. this was with mm-hmm. Dr. Well, the Dr. or so we'll see what happens there real quick. What kind of caught your eye this week in the NBA on the court?
1: on the court we'll go back to last night's action um as we always do we go backwards of course the suns beat the milwaukee bucks 131 to 107. uh if you're as i say if you're a milwaukee bucks fan you may have a little side eye but you guys are still going to be okay just as long as you finish in the top three top four you'll be okay phoenix is on a roll right now uh chris paul is playing out of his mind devin Booker an all-star deandre ayton who i thought should have been an all-star uh, he, uh, he's still doing very well. JaVale McGee, uh, we can clown on him all we want to, like Shaq mm-hmm. did in the past, but, uh, he's the kind of guy that that Suns team needs right now coming off that bench. Uh, I wish he was on the Bulls right now. He'll solve all the Bulls problems, especially defensively in the interior, but that's not going to happen. But the Phoenix just keep on rolling. The the Raptors won again last night in Houston. Scotty Barnes along with Evan of Cleveland should be your top two, unless I'm looking at something Wrong, Likian. those two players should be your top two uh, candidates for rookie of the year. Dallas made a move yesterday. I know they beat the Clippers last night. Dallas made a move that gave rid of Christoph Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, Porzingis, Luka Doncic tandem is now over, and so they're they're making moves. I kind of like what they did, bringing over that shooter from Washington. Uh, Jason is gonna have a balanced team now. So I expect Dallas to keep rolling. They were starting to c- climb out of it anyway. Uh, it looks like they have a more balanced team now.
0: Luca had fifty-one, lean the way yeah. there. I know he's. I know there were rumors that they didn't get along here in Porzingis. So now that he's out now, I guess it's his show fully as well. Like you said, of uh, you know, with a, a nice win against the Clippers last night, the the rap, you know, the you know the Mavs. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Washington. You know, of course, you know, the, the Nets have now lost you know ten in a row. You know, lost. You know, they lost by one to Washington. So they game- without without Bradley Beal, mind you. Remember, he's yeah. he's done for the year with the wrist with mm-hmm. having wrist surgery. So he's done for the year. But yeah, um, yeah, if yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised. Yeah, and Nets were able to take advantage of that. But
1: yeah, and they got embarrassed on Tuesday by the Boston Celtics. So I told <laughs> you, the Celtics are not that great, even though they are starting to make a move now. <laughs> Excuse me, though, but the Celtics handed the Nets so the, their worst loss of the season. On Sacramento. Tuesday, but but uh, one more game that I wanted to highlight from this past week. Uh, Phoenix uh, wrapped up their eastern portion of their road trip by defeating Philadelphia, 114-109. to mm-hmm. I did get a chance to check out some of this game. Uh, Philadelphia Philadelphia's up on the Suns early, but uh, the Suns struggled shooting, but it was Chris Paul and Devin Booker once again uh, leading their team uh, in the second half. Uh, could it be a finals preview, especially now with all the moves being made? It's very possible. I'm not predicting it, but it's very possible.
0: It could, it could be. I mean, you know, Harden versus uh, Booker. I mean, that would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can finish strong. I mean, the Sixers. I mean, so we'll we'll see mm-hmm. what happens there. Uh, Sacramento, their new look Sacramento, you know, team. I don't know what I don't know what the heck they're doing. You know, they had an interesting <laughs> week. They lost to the T Wolves, but yet you know they beat the T Wolves again. You know, this was this was a makeup game. You know, this game from earlier this season because of COVID, so they decided to do it kind of like a back to back sort of thing. I know it's weird, but You know, it's sort of, it's a COVID thing, but yeah, you know, that was interesting. You know, they had an interesting week that the Kings did. So uh, it's just some highlights there as well. Um, Like I said before, Memphis, you know, just hammered uh, the Clippers on Tuesday. John Morant had 30 leading the way there. We'll see. if Your dark horse
1: candidate for MVP. I keep telling y'all.
0: Well, we'll see if the the Grizzlies can keep it up. I know they made a, a minor move, so we'll see if they can keep it up as well uh let's see what else kind of caught my eye this week uh i know that uh like i said utah you know they, they uh they traded joe ingles you know they they beat the the, the warriors kind of kind took advantage of that One eleven eighty five. um you know like i said before I me mean, with mitchell being back you know after finally being back from protocol he still he still kind of what was that oh okay <laughs> you know <laughs> live live television live folks we're live here we're live uh, <laughs> But well, it was Bogdanovich who led the way with 23. They had, like, bench players. You know, Jordan Clarkson had 13 off the bench for the Jazz. So we'll see if they can kind of, you know, especially with their new guys, they can kind of see how they mesh well together so they can make a move in the West.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Looking quickly, before we get to the uh, key games for this coming weekend in the National Basketball Association, did you check out that sham of a uh, All-Star um, selection <laughs> special last night? <laughs> What uh, first grade, <laughs> kindergarten, high school presentation at the end? Uh, that wasn't a uh easy setup. I don't know what it was. Tell folks about it, those that missed it.
0: Well, they were uh, they had you know team LeBron and team Durant. You know they, you know, of course you know LeBron James and Kevin Durant. They were picking uh, picking teams as, as they've done the last few years. How they've done this 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 format here. And when it got down to uh, James Harden, I forgot who the other player was, but Rudy got, Gobert. Rudy, yeah, uh, when it got down to Gobert and Harden, it was uh, KD's pick. It was his turn. <laughs> he wanted no part of it. So and I guess he did. And I guess LeBron didn't know for whatever reason. I guess he didn't know that Harden was uh, nursing a hamstring injury. So I'm going to do an air quote for those who aren't watching this on YouTube. But uh he, yeah, and uh, you know, of course, you know, I think that Charles said, "Well, he's heard." You know, I think he did the same thing, and he just started laughing. And of course, you know, LeBron, we you know, of course, the clip of, the, of LeBron with the clipboard. That's how. It, that's how. That was sort of like the mm-hmm. context of what that was. So. But, you know, LeBron picked hard and, of course, you know, Gobert ended up going to, uh, you know, Durant's team. And that was just – it was just – I actually like how they do it now. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm fine with how – I know some people are kind of, like, you know, worried about how they're doing it. But, yeah, it makes it fun. It keeps it, you know, fresh. They get funny moments like this. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, like I said, that was very predictable what happened last night. I said, okay, you could get a bunch of first grades to do better than that. But, <laughs> but but we'll we'll see what happens with the game. Like I said, these games have been competitive, especially with that Cherubo. Uh, component attitude we saw it here in chicago a couple years ago uh those players are playing their hearts out so i I do like that aspect of it so like i said well the all-star break will take place next weekend from the city of cleveland lakina let's go quickly before we hit the bottom of the hour break and bring our girl on christine maniga uh key games for the national basketball association starting tonight friday cleveland at indiana at six o'clock The OKC Thunder gets the 76ers tonight at 6. I assume no James Harden. Yeah, he still had to have a few more days to nurse that quote-unquote hamstring injury. That's at 6 o'clock at 6.30 San Antonio and Atlanta. At 6.30 tonight on NBA TV, uh, it's the Nuggets and the Celtics Denver at Boston. Remember, no ESPN Friday night game for tonight. Uh, At 7 o'clock is the Timberwolves at the Bulls. Uh, That's on NBC Sports Chicago locally. I know it's Bally Sports North where you folks in the Minnesota and NBA mm-hmm. League pass across the country, yes. and then at eight o'clock tonight, very light schedule wrapping up Orlando at Utah.
0: That should be a uh, that should be an interesting game too between Minnesota and Chicago. That should be. I know Minnesota has been kind of right mm-hmm. there in that play, and so that should be a fun one at the UC tonight. On you know tomorrow's game, which is Saturday, you know note the start times or some of these. Uh next in Portland at four o'clock. Remember, that's the start time there. I know I know I think this is a makeup thick game too. I I think so. That's probably why for this the, the early start. Memphis and Charlotte, that should be a fun one there between two very young, mm-hmm. exciting teams. Two completely different styles, though. So it'll be interesting, which still yeah. wins out. Uh Sacramento and Washington at six o'clock. You know, Washington sort trying to kind of keep things afloat, but we'll see how you know maybe they'll start going into free fall here. Uh San Antonio and New Orleans at six o'clock. Uh this should be a really good one. I'm surprised this isn't this isn't televised somewhere in Cleveland and Philadelphia at 6.30. 30. You know. I'll be
1: definitely tuning into that one via this computer screen. <laughs> That's gonna be fun.
0: Another fun one, Denver and Toronto at 6.30. Yeah. Uh will we see Ben Simmons make his next debut you know, in Miami? I guess a, a lot I'll find a lot of tech guys in the Miami Heat.
1: I'll be both definitely looking three. at that one, too. <laughs> That's at 7 o'clock. Uh, OKC and the Bulls, um, uh, back-to-back for the Chicago Bulls at home. That's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. For
0: both uh, teams, too. For
1: both. Yes. For both. Yep. Yep. Uh, Clippers at the Mavericks once again at 7.30. Uh, at 8 o'clock, the Orlando Magic would pay a visit to Phoenix to take on the Suns. And then the Saturday night primetime game on ABC, <laughs> the Lakers and the Warriors. <laughs> Especially happened to both teams. Uh, especially the Warriors last night, I think the Warriors will have a little some-some for the Lakers. And, and I think the free fall will continue for the Los Angeles Lakers team.
0: Orlando and finished finishing up that one. Mm-hmm. And a very light schedule for Super Bowl Sunday, uh, the 1 o'clock game on ABC. You've got Atlanta and Boston. Like I said, Boston has traded like, like half their squad. So we'll yep. see how they look. And also to Minnesota and Indiana. So uh, hopefully Minnesota can take, a, can take advantage of kind of like Indiana kind of, you know, rebuilding, mm-hmm. if you will.
1: All right, and that's your schedule for the National Bas- Basketball Association for this weekend. Lakina, we have to take one more time out. When we return, our girl Christine Manica, she's back with her Super Bowl prop bets, and we have to get into some sports and media news and some news made by our Chicago White Sox, even though technically baseball is still in a lockout, and we'll have a whole a lot more fun to wrap up today's show. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You listen to Second City Sports, hashtag Football Friday Edition, live in the color right here on Sports Zone Chicago.
4: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Chicago. NHL tomorrow night, the Blackhawks visit the Blues. 7 o'clock puck drop from St. Louis. Chicago, 17-23 and 7. 41 points near the basement of the Central Division. The Blues winless in two. They have 57 points. 13 points out of first place overall. They're 26-14 and 5. NBA tonight, the Bulls are home against the Timberwolves. That's a 7 o'clock tip off at United Center. Chicago tied with Cleveland and Milwaukee. A game and a half out of first place behind the Heat in the Eastern Conference. Quick turnaround right back at it tomorrow night hosting the Thunder. Former Bears quarterback jim mcmahon says he's in favor of a new stadium at arlington heights last september the bears said they agreed to buy the former arlington international race course for close to 200 million dollars they expect to close on it sometime in the next year for lightning fast sports updates download the score app it's free and one of the most popular sports apps in north america i'm chuck sanders That's the sports flash on the Sports zone chicago
2: Hey, team, it's a full house. we got to pick up the pace. At
6: Hank's Restaurant, the line goes around the block.
5: Is
2: this for 12?
5: Okay, I need the truffle oil drizzle.
6: What he needs is another line cook.
5: Oh, man. Are the quail breasts still in the sous vide? Dave, can you keep an eye on that, please?
6: Indeed can help him hire great people fast.
5: I need Indeed.
6: Indeed, you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome back to Second City Sports, the hashtag Football Friday edition. we live in the living color right here on Sports Zone, Chicago. Celia Kinni here with you. Wrapping up today's show, we have a, a little bit over and a half hour left in the program. We're going back to our big game discussion between the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. The, the NFL. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, the 56th edition of the NFL Championship Game will take place on Sunday in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. The game can be seen on NBC. Starting the the game time will be at 5:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And to join us uh, to discuss uh, Super Bowl prop bets and a whole lot more, our girl she's back. She- from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She's Yay. the one and only Miss Christine Manica. Yay. Hello, Miss Christine.
3: Hello, how hello. are you?
1: We doing good. good. How are good. you?
3: How are you? Uh, you know, what? I don't know. Did, did you tell everybody where I was or no? Uh, No, but you can, if you want to I tell mean, there's me. an article that I wrote about it, so might as well. Yeah, I had COVID. Um, so I'm fine. I thought it was a fluke, in all honesty, when, when I tested positive. I was really lucky. I had pretty much mild symptoms, little to no symptoms. And yeah, I was able to go back to work for uh, one day last week <laughs> since <I'm laughs> quarantine. So it's been crazy.
1: Yeah, well, we're glad you're feeling better. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the important thing. That's the important thing. That's why we're happy to have you back and you're starting to feel better. And that's the important thing. So no, yo, well, welcome back, Christine. Uh, what are your sort of your synopsis of this game? Because I, I was, you know, been telling said we have Randy Cross on, you know, 3 times Super Bowl champion. You, know, you can go back and replay that, folks, on the, you know, the Sports on Chicago's uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook pages. But uh, I feel like this could go one of four ways, this, you know, t- Super Bowl. Either, you know, the Rams blow out the Bengals. I don't think that's going to happen. The Bengals, you know, kind of like pull away late. The Rams pull away late. Or we get like a last-second field goal, maybe Evan, Mc, Evan McPherson, or maybe uh, the Rams kicker get a, a field goal, you know, to win it. What do you think?
3: I, I think those are all really good. You know synopsis of what could happen it's tough because these teams they've they've never faced each other before on one side you have a whole caliber of elite athletes and i'm talking about the people from the rams you have darnold you have stafford you have uh, cooper cup and then you also have von miller uh Odell Beckham so the list can just go on with the amount of athletes that are on that all-star roster for the Rams on the Bengals you got a lot of young blood on there you got Joe Burrow who I called was going to be the comeback player of the year by the way
0: you called it yes he did
3: (laughs) (laughs) who's not new to the NFL or to a big stage but he is new to this type of setting you also have Jamar Chase the rookie of the year now and this is his first time so you have a lot of first time scenarios happening on the other side of the field but then again they have the abilities to hopefully keep up with the rams how are they going to stop darnold i don't know like the o-line better be gaining a couple of pounds or something to really push him back but i think anything can happen i wouldn't count the Bengals out because you know my heart is rooting for the Bengals. but when you look at the experience and the caliber of athletes, like I mentioned, from the Rams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the Rams have a chance of winning, but it won't be a blowout.
1: Yeah, if you have a question or comment for us, yeah, if you have a question, or comment for us, get out of that system. If you have a question, or comment <laughs> for us, uh, uh, who's gonna win the big game between the Rams and the Bengals? Please go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your uh, predictions in the comment section. We can even get them up on the screen for you. Uh, Christine, are you ready to um, make some before we before we uh, get our predictions? Who's gonna win? Are you ready to uh, predict on some prop bets?
3: Let's do it. I'm ready. Her All right. That's my answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. The national anthem over or under two minutes.
3: Over. We'll start it's, with
1: you, Christine.
3: Over. It's Mickey Guyton. She's going to yes. do this big. She's had an incredible start to her career. She had a little bit of turmoil there for a little bit, but she's going to make this big. So it's going to be over
0: two minutes. I think it's going to be just under, I feel like. I know that she's going to, oh. you know, she's, yeah, she doesn't seem like the kind of kind of person that's going to, like, you know, drag it out, I think. You know, she's going to, like, keep it very slow and steady. You know, she's a very mellow performer, I feel like. So I I think, yeah, I think she's going to, I think it'll be just under. Can I push? Can I push? There's going to be a couple push. Can it be, like, right after this? <laughs> of course right she is. So
3: what are we saying the national anthem's going to start? Are we saying it starts right after the announcer introduces or right when
1: the music starts? I assume when the music starts. The music yeah. starts, I think. Starts, so it,
0: okay. Yeah. So it, it could it could be. Oh, I, I'll, okay. I'll say just. Oh, yo. Know, I'll change it. I'll I'll go over. I think go just over. a little bit over. Yeah.
1: I'll be the lone wolf in the room. I'll say slightly under. <laughs> coin toss: heads or tails. Oh, like, oh hey.
3: boy. Oh <laughs> Jesus. Well, here's a fun fact. Any player, any team, I should say, that's won the coin toss in the last five years. Has not won the game, so keep that in mind, too. Uh-huh. Um, I will uh, tails. Everybody okay. says, tails. I'm gonna go and say tails.
0: I know it's 50 50, but I'm going with the with the uh, the old reliable heads here. I want to say heads.
1: <laughs> I'll go with Christine and go with tails. Uh, let's see. First offensive plate, play pass slash sack or run. Hmm. Jeez.
0: Are oh, you gonna gosh. start with this one, Lakina? I'll i yeah, I'll start the I'll, I'll say it, okay. It depends on who starts first. Right. I think it, if, if the if the the Rams decide to you know let the Bengals receive or the or the Bengals decide to take the ball first, it might be a sack. It might that might be might be like the first game right now. I think that Eric Donald sat. That's what I'm I'm picking. That's what I'm going for. Eric Donald sat to start off the game.
3: You know, for the heck of it, because they don't want to be too explosive right away, I'm gonna say they're gonna. They're going to run it. They're, they're not going to pass it. They're, they're going to run it, whoever, who's ever got the ball first.
1: I'll say run as well. Team to score first, Rams or Bengals?
0: Uh, easy, Rams. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Rams. Yeah, I say Rams. Even if, if it's a field goal, I still say it's going to be the Rams that will score first.
1: I'll go opposite. I'll go with the Bengals. First scoring play, touchdown or field goal slash safety? I'll
0: say field goal.
3: I'm
1: going to go with the touchdown. I will go with the field goal. Team to score longest touchdown, Rams or Bengals?
0: Longest as in, like, longest, like, driving touch, yeah. touchdown? Yeah,
1: lo- a team to score longest TD. I'm assuming the longest play for longest a touchdown. Longest play, maybe? Yeah.
0: I'll say maybe Bengals. Maybe, you know, Burrow, you know, he slicks it to Chase, you know, for a long touchdown. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Gosh,
3: this is tough. you're talking about throwing, then Stafford's going to get that. But then again, Burrow was right up there with Mm -hmm. him too. I think Burrow had 446 yards passing in in, uh, week 17, something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go Bengals. I got my faith in Joe Burrow, so I'm I'm (laughs) going to go with the Bengals for that.
1: I'll go with the Rams for this one. Field goal over 44 and a half yards, yes or no?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I'll wind say. Be, yeah, I'll say yes as well.
0: Yeah, wind won't be an issue. It's gonna be like hot a little bit. Not not like TV, they're indoors. Yeah, they're it'll, indoors. they'll be indoors. Yeah. They'll yeah, they'll be indoors. So yeah, <laughs> wind won't be an issue. So yeah, it'll be a long field. Which is it's hilarious
3: how everyone's talking about the weather. I'm like, guys, they're indoors. They're indoors. <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it.
0: Yes, two point exactly. conversion.
1: Yeah, two point conversion attempt. Yes or no? I'll say no.
0: I'll say no too.
1: I'm
3: going to go with a yes. In case the team wants to capitalize on something, I'm going to go with a yes.
1: Okay. Either quarterback throws for 300 yards, yes or no. I'll go first. I'll say yes.
0: Yes. Yes, both of them will, I think.
1: Okay. Uh, Touchdowns of one or fewer yards, yes or no?
0: No. I say no, too.
1: Make it three, no. Alignment scores a touchdown, yes or no?
0: Interesting, but no. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, I was trying to say we're going to get a, a big guy touchdown. It rarely happens in a Super Bowl. Last time was no. Mike
1: Rayroll memory. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll say, yeah. I'm, also, I'm sure yeah. he has a, interesting memories about that. Uh, I'll say no. Like I said, it's rare.
1: Make it three for three, no. Team to record most sacks and takeaways, Rams or Bengals?
0: Rams. Rams. Oh, yeah, Rams. Easily.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll say Rams, too. Onside kick, kick, return for a touchdown, or punt return for a touchdown, yes or no?
0: Yes. Yeah, mm. I, again, it, again, it's rare that ha- I get a punt yeah. return for a touchdown, so it's been a while, so I'll say no.
1: I'll say no as well. Of course, we all know that the Halftime Show will feature Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blodge, and Kendrick Lamar, which has been added to the lineup. He's a new rap artist from... Um, Los Angeles, California. He's been out there for the last few years. Uh, Where is that? Uh, 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 The late, great Tupac Shakur, who was originally from New York. He was living in L.A. when he unfortunately passed away in 1996. Tupac's played during the halftime show. I'll say yes, because remember in 1995 when Tupac came out of jail, he did California Love with Dr. Dre. I'm sure that's going to get a a play for a few seconds during the halftime show. I promise you. So that's an easy yes for you for me.
3: Yes. I mean, you can't do California without that song, so yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it would be a, a shock if he if Dre doesn't put that as part of the medley. You got to have that in there. You have to.
1: Okay. You to. Uh, The team to score last, Rams or Bengals?
0: Bengals. Score last? Yes. I'll say Rams.
1: I'll say Bengals. Uh, either team score over 27 and a half points. Yes or no? This is an easy yes for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, let's see. Let's find another one here. Uh, highest scoring quarter. First, second, third, or fourth quarter.
0: First. I'll say third. I'll, you know, I'll say the fourth. I think this is gonna be, especially if I if I know it's gonna be close, it's gonna someone's gonna pull away late. I think that's where the points are gonna be at fourth.
1: I'll say second quarter because I have a sneaky feeling that the Rams will probably pull a uh, Kansas city chiefs did in the, in, uh, in the AFC title game, but you know, Kansas city messed around and that's what cost them in the second half. I'll say the second quarter. So, uh, I'll go with the second quarter on that, uh, over under 48 and a half total points scored over 48 and a half or under 48 and a half. Oh,
0: under. Oh, 40, Oh, <laughs> I'll say, oh gosh, oh Jesus, I'm going to go pay for it. That's total
1: points yeah. combined with both teams.
0: Combined? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say under, I'll say under then.
1: Under 48 and a half, Lakina? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Christine? Under. Under. Ooh, 2020 20 is, I'll, I'll, I'll be the eyeball in the room, I'll say a slightly over.
4: <laughs> okay, mm.
1: let's see, a couple more here uh either let's see pop up uh, i think we covered most of them oh over under three and a half three and a half times uh specific players wife girlfriend friend oh, oh uh, mentioned on uh uh shown on tv rather over under three and a half times specific player wife slash girlfriend on tv over under three and a half which means matthew staffer's wife will probably be the first on the yep. list you said over three and a half christine yep. yes yep. okay lakina oh, no, oh.
0: No, NBC doesn't. NBC doesn't do that type of thing. So I'll say under. We may we may get one shot of her of, of Kelly, but yeah, I, I, yeah, under. The NBC doesn't do that type. Of, if this if, if this was Fox doing a Super Bowl, which they will next year, then I say over. But since it's NBC and they rarely do that type of thing, you know, in their football coverage, I'll say under.
1: I'll go with Lakin. I'll go with under as well. Um, uh, one one more, and this is from my personal list. Of course, Devin Hester, 15 years ago for the Chicago Bears, had the opening kickoff return for a touchdown. That record still stands today. Will it be um, broken on Sunday? I'll go first. Hell no.
3: Hell no. 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 All right. no.
1: Good. No. Moving on. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP, quarterback or non-quarterback? Christine, I'll start with you.
3: You know, I would hope it would be a non-quarterback, especially. Oh boy, <laughs> it's so basic, but it, it's gonna be a quarterback. It's gonna be Stafford or Burrow, whoever wins it.
0: Yeah, I think this is one of those years where we may see ooh, could maybe an OBJ, could be a could a Jamar Chase. I That's think. What what I yeah, wouldn't Chase be like if, if Chase does win, would it be like the first he would be the first rookie to win MVP, right? I think, I would this- think so. I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. So uh OBJ, maybe Cooper Cup, uh T mm. I'll say a non-quarterback. It could look, it could be it could be a defensive guy, who knows? But yeah. so I'll, I'll 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 say non-quarterback.
1: I'll go with quarterback and our last prop bet here. It says on the sheet here if I can get it up. Just bear with me for one second. Uh, let's see where did it go? These darn computers. Here we go. Gatorade shower? <laughs> yes or no? I think yes. that's an easy yes. Yes.
0: Oh yes. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, the he question
1: is, what's going is. to be the color? Purple. Yeah, the bingles. Is that <laughs> oh, purple, Christine?
5: Purple. Just
0: because it's so out of the blue, purple. Okay. I'll go with like basic. I'll say orange.
1: I'll. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say light blue.
0: Oh, it's very specific. For the Rams,
1: if the Rams win, I can see light blue. I can see that. Yeah. All right, so those are our uh, prop bets for Super Bowl 56. Of course, let's get to our picks. Christine, I'll start with you. The Rams are playing at home stadium. It's the second year in a row, and the NFL team has done this. Of course, it was Tampa Bay last year. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. This year, the Rams will try to repeat what the Bucks did last year, winning on their own home turf. The Rams are favored by four points even. Christine, who do you have and what are your key what are your keys to the to the game and who do you have?
3: Gosh, this is tough just because you have heavy hitters on both sides of the ball for the Rams whereas the Bengals you know they kind of struggle a little bit on the defensive side their offensive side pretty strong defense they could they could you know compete with them but could they keep up? with a guy like Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, that's going to be the main question. Oh, and Odell Beckham. Like, seriously, that's going to be the, really the key points there. I, I listened to a lot, of, a lot of podcasts this week, a lot of radio too, and I heard someone say that this game for the Rams against the Bengals, it's, they called it child's play, which I'm like, okay, I wouldn't go that far in it just because when you're looking at the teams that they faced in the postseason and who's on their roster, this is like going to be nothing for them, or at least some people think it should be nothing. My heart is saying pick the Bengals just because this is a huge deal for the city of Cincinnati. You know, everybody's hyped up for it. I think the whole country is in on the Bengals winning, especially for them having a drought for so long since 1988, which is – Seems like an eternity, right? But logistically, I think the Rams are going to pull this out. It's not going to be easy, like everybody thinks it is, because you know it's an even playing field now. All teams have had the proper amount of time to prepare, so it just depends on who can keep up with who or who is slacking because they don't think it's it's their top competitor, but. I got to pick the Rams. I, I, I want the Bengals to win. I really do. But I think the Rams are going to do it. And they're going to be another place in history books for another team to win at
0: the home field. I think the Bengals are playing with house money. I It's, it's not going to be one of those days where they'll just have to be there. You know, They're just, oh, you know, you know they weren't expected to get this far. So, oh, you know what? Oh, we'll just you know chill. We're in L.A. You know, we'll just chill and stuff. I think it's all business for them. But with that said, I think you know, the Rams are on a mission. I think they built this team for this moment. You know, mm-hmm. they got rid of you know first round picks and second round picks and such to bring on, you know, Von Miller and OBJ and those guys. So it's not gonna be a blowout. Like I said, I know some people are saying it's gonna be a blowout. Oh, you know, the Rams are gonna blow out the Bengals. No, no, it's gonna be close for a little bit, but I think, like I said before, in the second half, especially going into the fourth. You know, the Rams going to pull away late. You know, we making a strip sack or maybe a scoop and score. Or maybe Rams get to uh a pick six or something like that. I think it's going to be like 28, like 17 or oh, 28, 16 or something like that Rams. And I'd say Aaron Donald end up winning MVP.
1: Hmm, That's stepping on a little bit. I could, I could dig that. Uh, Katie uh, the- said... Yeah, <laughs> uh, for those of you betting on the money line, you take the Bengals. That's an easy one for me, which you know that when I'm getting ready to say the final score, the Cincinnati Bengals 26, the Los Angeles Rams 29. Mm. It's gonna, it's not gonna come down to the last second field goal. Cincinnati will kind of have to play catch up, going back and forth a little bit for a while. But uh, the Rams will have enough just to hang on. They'll win by that score, 29 26. Rams. Okay. Bengals sure. will cover, but the Rams will win. Like yeah. I said, I really don't have no dog in this fight. I'm with you, Christine. If Cincinnati right. wins, great. But I don't hate the Rams. I don't. They don't play the Bears that often. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the same that, damn conference.
3: One <laughs> season where they embarrass them in front of America. But...
0: Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, One of like everything. every other every other year, so it's fine. <laughs> All, All right. right.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, that, that's our Super. Oh, the big game, <laughs> fifty-six, uh, cham- NFL championship edition of our uh, NFL picks. Christine, great job all season long, Uh doing our picks all season long. So thank you very much for participating with us. But we're not done with you yet, so we still have a few more minutes left in the show. So uh, okay. uh, it's, it's been it's been a pleasure having you all uh, during uh, the whole football season. Oh, thank to- you listen you listen to Second City Sports Hashtag Football Friday Edition. Laquina, Sidney, Christine here with you. We still have a few minutes left. Christine, we know the MLB lockout is still going on. Training uh, – not training camp, but uh, spring training is supposed to start next week. It looks like that's not going to happen, even though both sides are supposed to be tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, the owners in the Players Association, we'll see what happens. This could be a critical moment if the regular season starts all the time. looks like we're going to have a shortened spring training. It will be five weeks, four weeks we'll see what happens but this week the white Sox, the Chicago White Sox starting selling tickets for the 2022 regular season but uh, according to our guy, Jordan Lazowski from Sox on 35th, the White Sox have it on their website now. Uh, the promotional schedule was released, assuming that the regular season starts all time, which I'm still hopeful of, which I think is going to happen. Here, uh, we won't run down all the dates, but we'll just run down some of the key dates. Uh, Thursday, March 31st, which everybody starts uh, the regular season, the White Sox will open against the Minnesota Twins. The first 20,000 fans will see the 2021 AL Central Division Championship pennant. Mm-hmm.
3: Nice. Okay, okay, yeah. that's cool. Nothing Sa- n- another one to add to my office space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Saturday, April 16th versus Tampa Bay first 20,000 fans uh player bobblehead to be announced. Mm-hmm. But I did purchase tickets uh keep it between the three of us. I did purchase tickets for this game, Saturday, April 30th at 3:05 against the Anaheim Angels. The first 20,000 fans, I wish we had a picture of this. Uh, the first 20,000 fans will get a Southside hockey jersey. Now, oh, let me describe this as ah. best way as I can. Remember when the Blackhawks played the Boston Bruins at Notre Dame yeah. about three or four years ago, yep. and they had the old <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks yeah. logo on it? Uh-huh. You know this? You know the City Connect uh, White Sox jerseys from last year where it says Southside on it? Yeah, yep. It's a black jersey. You can go to Soxon35th.com to look at the picture. It's a black jersey. It has the Guarantee Rate logo on the side, but it has the Southside logo on it. It looks great.
3: Minus the Guarantee Rate logo. Yeah, it's (laughs) great. (laughs) Exactly.
1: There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, Saturday, May 14th versus the New York Yankees. The first Uh, 20,000 fans will get another player bobblehead. That player's name to be announced. June 11th, Saturday versus the Texas Rangers. First 20,000 fans. White Sox Hawaiian T-shirt day. Yay.
0: Yay. Yay. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh, Monday, July 4th, and that's a night game versus the Minnesota Twins. First 12,000 fans will receive a player, Bobblehead, player's name to be announced. And we'll have a fireworks show afterwards. That's why the game is at night. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Saturday, yeah.
1: July 23rd versus the Cleveland Guardians. First 20,000 fans, player, Bobblehead, player's name to be announced at a later a date. Bobbleheads. Yep. <laughs> uh t- summer t-shirt series thursday august 18th versus the houston astros i believe that's an afternoon game first 10,000 fans will get a summer t-shirt series and then they'll have it again the thursday september 1st against the kansas city royals first 10,000 fans with a summer t-shirt and i did get this um next item about three years ago against the boston bruins on a sunday afternoon it's coming back, the White Sox soccer jersey, Sunday, September 4th, <laughs> against oh, the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, first 20,000 fans.
0: Oh, goodness gracious. Boy. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no uh, Wednesday dollar dog hot dog days. Unfortunately, that's not coming back. But Family Sundays will be back uh, this year at Sox Park, minus the last Sunday game against the Cubs in May, just to let you know. So a minus a game. Uh, all the cheap tickets in the upper deck will be back. I believe at least last year started at $10, but we don't know what the prices are yet. But uh, those family Sundays will be back this season. Uh, a few other popular theme nights uh, that have been announced. Friday, May 13th against the Yankees. Rock and Roll Night presented by Guarantee Rate. Friday, July 8th versus Detroit. Country Music Night.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Wednesday, oh, okay.
1: August, Wednesday, August 17th versus Houston. Police and Fire Night. Oh, yes. I- uh, this is for you, Christine. Friday, what? August 26th versus Arizona Diamondbacks. Elvis night presented by Barry's yes! Pizza. <laughs> oh like,
3: where's Elvis night? Yeah, you have to wait
1: till the last Friday in August for that. Golly, one. yeah.
3: I and would then be able to go to that one probably.
1: And <laughs> the last, home, the last home stand of the season, which starts Friday, September twenty-third versus Detroit. Hopefully, we'll clinch a playoff spot by then. It's a Hispanic Heritage Night presented by Modelo.
6: Cool. Very yep. Cool. So
1: those are your promotional dates like for the White Sox for this upcoming season, assuming everything starts on time, which I believe it will. Uh, those are your promotional dates for the White Sox for this upcoming season. So Christine, oh. you you, you got to have some plans to come <laughs> back home, maybe a couple of times, maybe three times. I don't know your situation, but I know. got to Annual July trip. That's that's
3: what I always do. I always come <laughs> back in July.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. Right.
1: Well. Yeah. We'll have to make some. We'll, well, we'll have to coordinate, uh, Christine you know, around yes. the schedule. So, yeah, it's gonna it should be some fun times at Sox Park this year, and hopefully the team will uh, will do some winning like they did last year. It'll be that much more enjoyable. Woo. Yep,
0: love it, love it. Hopefully, hopefully, like I said, hopefully, you know, these things will go as planned. I don't think it's gonna go too far. I think we may miss maybe a couple weeks of the season, but I don't think
1: of oh, the regular season.
0: Yeah, I, I think we may miss mm-hmm. a two weeks at most. I don't think that's we're gonna a hot get take that. from Akina right there. I know, right? <laughs> I,
3: no, I, no, no, like, I, what is it? The the owners and the players. I think the only thing that they've really established is a universal DH. That, yeah, that's yes. the only mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Yeah,
0: if that's the only thing. So
1: yeah.
0: Oh god. Well, at least they figured that out, I guess. But yeah, I guess uh, it's something. It's something. Yeah. Something's better than nothing.
1: Yeah, like I said, tomorrow's meeting should uh, determine whether um, how many weeks we'll have for spring training. I know Commissioner MLB but Commissioner Rob Manfred said missing regular season games will be disastrous. And he's absolutely right. If they do, it, 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 it whoo boy!
3: <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't, I don't think, think so either. I like I said, I in their mind, that's not an option.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's money they will lose. So yeah, I don't see it. Hopefully, and that means the play.
1: You know, the players uh, in all these sports, professional sports. They, uh, they get their first paychecks when the regular season starts. So right. that's money out their pockets. And you know they're not going to go for that. So
4: no. we'll that's see how happens
1: with that. A couple more minutes here on Second City Sports, on Sports on Chicago, Lab and live in the living color. I'm Sid. That's Christine. It's Lakina. Lakina, this news just came out as uh, Amazon prepares to uh to uh, ah. form their announcing crew. Rumors that Al Michaels and Troy Amy may call the games for Amazon Prime next year. For that Thursday night package. It looks like they're looking at Tony Gonzalez and Marsha Lynch for their pregame coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha Lynch actually talking. They'll be in the event in itself. <laughs> oh god. Like,
0: oh,
3: Michael's not gonna do
0: Sunday night anymore? Are they completely not a- having a new team? Well, well, here's the thing, though. He uh there actually been some rumors that came out in like recent days that nothing's been that hasn't been official yet. So he may still have a role with NBC, but maybe not necessarily doing the Sunday night football. A game mm. but he may still be doing some stuff with nbc in some capacity maybe some notre, maybe the notre dame games that they have on nbc the home games maybe do some olympic stuff you know with the paris Olympics coming up in a couple of years the summer olympics so yeah that's not official just yet yeah, i know some people and i know that uh i've heard eggman uh, say numerous times that he would like to like to keep doing you know the games at fox too because remember Boss got the uh, the Super Bowl had the Super Bowl yeah. next year. So I'm sure he's <laughs> gonna wanna do that. So nothing right. they said in so, stone, you know, there have been rumors, but yet yeah, there have been some, you know, late developments here too. So still a lot to be decided.
3: I hope
1: yeah.
0: they don't shake up Sunday night too much. I like
3: Al and Chris Collins work together.
1: Well, it looks like you may get Mike Tirico and Chris next year, yeah. but we'll see what what we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, Mike Tirico did uh Monday Night Football back in the day for ESPN mm-hmm. some 15, 16 years ago. Uh, a couple more Sports Media News, uh news on uh, Nuggets to pass along. former ESPN Sports Center anchors Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion, they'll get their own shows discussing sports and politics and anything else in between on CNN Plus.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a, Yeah, that's I bad. think yeah, I think that's a that's a nice format for them, I feel like especially with for that they're talking about. So I think that's yeah. a good format for them. So congrats.
1: Uh and our favorite uh, uh substitute crew for Monday Night Football, Lakina, they're coming back. Uh ah. their, their deal will go through twenty twenty four. Eli and pay Manning are our back. Yay.
0: <laughs> well remember that this is extra year though. I mean they, they it was always gonna be a three year deal. They just got an extra four year deal, so I, so I guess keeps going. If yeah, I have so, more
3: guests like that, I need Kevin Hart to come back into that. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That was the, that him. was my favorite one, just because they're like, "Hey, so you tried to go to the Super Bowl party afterwards or something like that?" And then he's like, "Hey, look,
0: man." So he he was funny with it. Yeah. Hopefully Shout Marcia- to uh,
1: buddy, Armando. He says the Bengals are going to win.
0: So yeah, so he picks yep. the Bengals as well. Okay. Armando does so. Uh.
1: Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. The NFL is already playing games in in London. That they have over the past decade or so. Uh, they're headed to Germany with game schedule in Munich and Frankfurt over the next four years.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <And> <laughs> Mexico, right? Aren't they going to Mexico
0: too? I think so. I think I saw that, but I think that hasn't been official yet. But yeah, it looks like they might be going to Mexico. I think people love
3: football.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully this. Hopefully the field's better than they did when they, when they tried to do it uh, a few years back. Remember well, that right. that field was a. Uh, hopefully the field's in a much better shape, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and finally from ESPN, former New York City talk show host, uh, from the Mike and the Mad Dog days, uh, locally in New York City, Chris Dog Russell, who, who hosts his own show on MLB Network. He will co-host First Take every Wednesday with Stephen A. Smith. Here he oh, <laughs> Here's gosh. all to say about that, Lakina. Who's going to out yell who? And will oh. Molly Cameron Miles substitute holds on that day? Will they be will they how much will they lose their hearing? I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I'll skip that one. I, want,
3: I don't want <laughs> to Here's take it. Yeah. See, uh, Smith, he's had to tone it down a little bit since his a uh, covid scare. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm actually kind of impressed how like tame he's keeping it. Yeah. I think he's, he's got to save his energy, I think, right? I think it yeah, really really. takes a lot out of you, so
1: And plus he's doing coverage too on Wednesdays, I think some Fridays too. So, and you know, he's gearing up for the playoffs and finals. He's going to be used a lot. So like I say, he's kind of had to tone it down recently, but ever since he's gotten that big paycheck a couple years ago from the Disney, Walt Disney, he's been um, running (laughs) wild. But (laughs) I can say maybe him recovering from Kobe may may tame him down a little bit, but we'll see what happens. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, so.
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> All right, Lakina, it's been another great show uh, for this uh, pre big game edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports on Chicago. Thank you once again to Mr. Randy Cross, three time Super Bowl Yay. champion in college and NFL expert Yay. and analyst for CBS Sports Network. Uh, he was kind enough to join us early in the show, of course. Thank you to Miss Christine Manica uh, coming back strong. Thank you. Yeah, and participating in our prop bets and giving her predictions on the big game. <laughs> so <laughs> the big the big game will take place on NBC Sunday, kickoff at 530. Uh, if you want to watch the pregame, go ahead. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use YouTube to uh, watch some other <laughs> stuff before the game. So <laughs> that's just yeah. me. Uh, so <laughs> everybody uh, um, have fun, and hopefully we'll get a great contest between these two teams christine i'll ask you this last question because yeah. we, uh, we up against it should uh, the day after the super bowl be a national holiday here in the u.s
3: yes and i got a funny story about that so i went to okay. queen peace high school and the boy the boys' school next to us st lawrence now it's co-ed um they always had the monday off after the super bowl and us girls were like well, what the heck why don't we get that
0: monday
3: off better? we like football
0: too so absolutely i think so well Latina. there was well there were there have been rumors especially now especially with the potential 18th game that they may put the super bowl on president's day weekend so you may get that extra day off regardless so you know for some folks some people so yeah i've always felt that that Monday after the super bowl should be a national holiday so Give yeah. folks an extra time to recover, especially if they've been gambling. Your folks have been gambling, they might have lost a little, a little tipsy, tipsy. Little just saying, <laughs> a little too much fun in those little yeah. parties. So, yeah, I've always been a, 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 I've always lobbied for that. So, hopefully, they'll do that eventually. I think that that was that's a must. I think, but we'll see. Last yeah.
1: They yeah, win, win or so- lose, the Cincinnati uh, school system was shut down on Monday, so the kids I are happy. Yeah.
0: So I winner it for them, I love yep. it. So, yeah, I'm saying, well, well, yeah, well, they're gonna be off yo know, regardless of of the game, so you know mm-hmm. the kids will get an extra day off. No, no doubt. So a lot of great sports. You know, we got you got you know NBA. You know, and college hoops too. Some great matchups coming up to this weekend before the big game. So nice if you don't want to watch, you know, all those like eight-hour pregame shows. I don't. I'm not a yeah. fan of that either. Since so, mm-hmm. you know, just, I'll be watching uh,
1: the uh, past Super Bowl highlights via the YouTube. So that's going to take up most of my time.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on America's game too. So yeah, exactly. That's a lot of fun. Uh, you fo- with that? said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG.
1: You can follow Yoast Truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter in the IG. Twitter's actually back up, Lakina. I think you told I me know. that before you went back on there. Oh, that was yeah. scary.
0: I yeah, knew it scary. was down because <laughs> nothing was loading. I'm like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was yeah. down it was out for like, like, like 15 or 20 minutes. So it, it literally started back up once we started our show. So okay, yeah. good. That that's good. <laughs> I had to
1: change my password, but I'm glad I did it. So and <laughs> everything's back on track. You can follow yours Truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK 80. Once again, it's ck eighty S I D K I D eight zero S I D K I D eight zero. Christina, regular, lovely people follow you.
3: They can follow me at cmanica underscore
0: kxrb. All right, all right. Enjoy the games, everyone. Also, all the sports they got coming up this weekend. Got the waste management open going on right now for all you golf fans. That's going to end like right before the tip off of the super uh, of the kickoff of the Super Bowl. Right before like the you know, the big pomp and circumstance ends. So. Check that out as well. So, enjoy the game, everyone. Be safe out there. If you're not going to get vaccinated, please wear a mask and wash your hands and be good to each other. For Sid and Christine, I'm Lakina. This is the second sports on Sports no Chicago. And we'll see you next week. Enjoy the game, everybody.
1: The big game. <laughs> Holla! <laughs>